beautiful people, I have to say, come on here this fine morning and introduce some of the most uncanny gentlemen that you can not only find in the YouTube space, but also in your gaming community, giving you that living split screen action every 9 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Eastern, and 3 p.m. UK time, which I believe is now 2 p.m., but we're going to work on the correction on that. With that being said, it's been a quite an interesting week, man. And before I get to the week, I have to let you guys know, thank you to the Midweek Mix-Up Collective for letting us be us keeping it live, raw, uncut, organic, authentic, giving you that energy that you need to get your weekend started. With that being said, I am just one of your hosts, Steel Rain, coming at you, Mr. Live Raw and Uncut himself, and I have to pass it off to one of the most uncanny gentlemen that I have met within this last decade, the brother from another, the podcast extraordinaire, the man who puts the soul in the pong, my guy, Pong Soul. What is going on, man? How you feeling? Happy Saturday, brother. <laughs> Happy Saturday. Look, later in the show, Steel's going to tell you about uh, old school, classic throwback Halo. Uh, yeah. You know, that that that, uh, that happened in a different time frame uh, <laughs> as we were discussing last night while playing Battlefield. That's a uh, no, we were having we were having an argument or no, we were having an argument. Nah. We we're going back and forth and Steel somehow tried to come up with the fact that we could go back to a classic style Halo we like could. World War Two yeah. uh, <laughs> Battlefield. And I was like, what? <laughs> Retro <Man>. Halo. <laughs> Anyway, retro halo. Yes. Uh, anyways, happy Saturday, everybody. Welcome to Living Split Screen. Mm. That's right. You heard right. Steel and I were up playing Battlefield when we should have been sleeping, but we are still here because yeah. this is the Living Split Screen. It is Saturday morning. We've got amazing people already in the chat. The people expect live, raw, and uncut energy. Yeah. And guess what? We're going to bring it to you. Always. Look. Crazy, crazy domination by Xbox. We got a lot to talk about as far yes. as the news cycle goes. Yes. Yesterday was one Ooh. weird day, man. There was a Ooh. lot of strange stuff going yep. on, a lot of smoke signals being put out. We're going to try to read all that for you uh, and talk about it today. We've got to talk about uh, looking back over this past year, maybe, uh, and what the uh, launches have meant of the PlayStation and Xbox Series console. So we got a lot to get down to. But guess what, Steel? What's up? What? You listen to me? What's up, man? Talk to me. What's going on? I, w I was right about Battlefield. Ooh. I was right about Battlefield, Ooh, everybody. Tell them again. That's tell right. Again. How you feeling? <laughs> That's How you right. feeling? That's right. Look, we can dive into that. We better, we, we definitely we better get uh, we better get uh, the normal stuff out of the way, and then definitely we can will. dive right into Battlefield because that is launching this week. If you did not have early access, and I think Steel and I both have a lot to say yeah. about what we've experienced so far in battlefield definitely so, do but anyways love seeing you all here thank you for showing up everybody and i can't wait to get these discussions of the way so steal yeah man talk to them let them know what you've been doing this week outside of playing battlefield with me everyone's i mean other than playing battlefield you know you, you gotta get you gotta get into the battlefield man i mean it's just one of those things to where um it being 
I, I know try to like it seems like I made like downplay Battlefield, but I don't want anybody to get that misconstrued because the way I do feel about Battlefield in some ways, the same way I kind of feel about Halo. I feel about Battlefield now the way I used to feel about Rainbow Six. Um, I used to really love Rainbow Six and everything that it brought as far as like realism, um, as far as overall gameplay, gunplay. Back in the day, Rainbow Six was like iconic. Now, I mean, Rainbow Six's Siege is cool and all. Um, it's just not my thing. Uh, and it's not because, oh, it's too, you die in two shots or whatever else the case. It's just, I don't like barricading. and Like, I don't know. It's just too many steps. I don't, that's not my style. When I think of multiplayer, I'd rather have that open PVP gun game to gun game with stuff yeah. that really matters more so on a competitive level for me. But other than that, Forza has just been a thing for me, man. <laughs> uh, anybody get, anybody that I know could tell you Forza has always been like a key part of my life. I've always been knee deep within that world. Uh, I kind of put it, I've kind of put it off to the side because I wanted to finish building some of my, I guess I got a Gundam catalog that I got to get through too. Um, so, Even Tempest Sun, shout out to Tempest Sun. You yeah, Gundam man. Builders, I mean, he's man. he's more they addicted. Cool. He's more addicted yeah. to me though. He's he's yeah. way more addicted than me. Um, taking the time to really strip him down, paint him, and everything else. Me, I do a little bit of I do a little bit of extra, but other than that, you I just did. Hey, you know what I'm saying? You tried like a whole new. You tried did, like a whole new dipping process. I did. Or something. I did. Didn't you I, on one no, of them? I sprayed. I sprayed it. Yeah. I, mean, I just sprayed, sprayed it. Yeah. It. it was. It was okay. Nothing. All right. All but right. it was. It was just something different. I, I hadn't tried before, and I wanted to use it with the yeah. runners and everything but anyway uh that's a whole other thing <laughs> um but yeah man so that's been kind of my gaming thing between forza and now battlefield and then hey halo maybe on monday we'll see but no that's something we'll oh, talk about later oh. in the show just to give people some early smoke but what have you been into man uh, other than battlefield yourself Paul, before yeah, we get to no, these games man, uh, yeah obviously i should have probably gone there already but no, uh, i pass it back to you um hey look uh, yeah, like Steele said, Forza Horizon, um, you know, with uh, Crazy Lewis supplying those codes, and we talked about it last week, right. um, and being able to dive into that early. Um, yeah, man, I put my time into it. Uh, obviously, it's going to be one of those games I, you know, I'll be going back to it. Right. Again, a lot of stuff happened this week, and I've been waiting on Battlefield, and, and everybody knows oh, yeah. that. But then, uh, you know, Skyrim Anniversary Edition came You've been out. On that. I, I picked on that. that. I did pick up the uh, the. Uh, t- it's on sale right now through Game Pass, so you get the discount. So it's it's eighteen dollars plus tax uh, to uh, upgrade to the full version. Uh, again, I explained to everybody last week what that was. So you get all the uh, content, uh, the creator content. Um, everybody gets the upgrade for free. So, mm-hmm. but you, but you get all the creator content. So I jumped into that. They have not detailed what they've done to this game. Right. Uh, technical wise, right? From a technical standpoint, uh, for the series consoles and for the PlayStation, but they are now, you know, they've got the nice little X and S stamp on there. However, right. when I went into it, uh, now I've had some other people tell me they don't see a difference. And again, I'm not going to sit here and try to tell you that it couldn't be my brain tricking me just because I know it got upgraded. Yeah. But yeah, they did something because some of the textures, especially mm-hmm. like on the NPCs. Um, and that kind of stuff, they look so much cleaner. And that's the main area of the notice. notice yeah. Too, you know I mean? Yes, correct. And they they really did something because it is extra extra crispy. Um, and uh, obviously the lighting, I think they worked on the lighting as well. Awesome. Uh, there's been some moments where you walk through certain areas where it's like, whoa, I don't remember it looking like this. So, uh, yeah, so I got back into that a little bit. Obviously, again, early in the week, it mm. was Forza, Forza. 
Forza because right. that game, again, as we talked about last weekend, it deserves all the praise. Uh, it is a amazing game uh, and the best in the series, which is saying a lot uh, mm-hmm. for what they've done, but it is addicting uh, as all hell. And uh, now you know why over 7 million seven. people have now touched that game. Look, that's that's incredible, people. So, uh, yeah, that's all I've been doing this week. And then, of course, once Battlefield uh, hit, of course, I had that uh, access, and we were playing Thursday night at midnight, actually before midnight, 11, 11, uh, 11 p.m. So, um, and, man, that first four-hour session was nothing but good. And, again, we'll talk about it after we get through uh, what's coming up here. That's a fact. We definitely need but to talk about man, it because it's, uh, it's definitely an up and down conversation. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I want to give people some honesty. I want to give people some truth. And uh, again, I'm never here to undermine anybody's opinion or undermine anybody, anybody's feelings. But I got to give it to you. I got to give it to you live raw and uncut, right? But yeah. before we do that, man, let's get into these upcoming games because we got to give it to the people. Um, it's something that's different from what anybody else does again uh being part of being in the gaming community i feel like is knowing what's upcoming uh knowing what's coming in knowing what's going out knowing what's moving around hey what's shaking and baking we got to find out these things so let's get into these upcoming games so we can see what's going on i i don't believe i have the screen set up for it but it's okay because I'll, I'll get i'll get there and it'll be set up so that's perfectly you know what fine. still you know what hold what's up, up? For one second, let's take oh, a rest perfect. stop here. Hey. Let's take a rest stop. The, the brain, the brain ain't firing on all cylinders. Again, we were up playing Battlefield <laughs> instead of sleep. So, but let me take a rest stop here real quick. Let's pull over to the side of the road Go and ahead. take what a look got? here real what you quick. Got, let's I, come back. Hey, look, I got to toot our own horn here a little bit. Okay. 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 Um, and and this isn't this isn't just about tooting our horn, but just going? to give context to the people about what you and I talk about here, and when it comes to taking a step back out of your bubble okay uh and be able to look at this industry uh from that rts view which uh i i love that analogy that you came up with so and taking a look at the entire field and being able to read what's happening in this industry and why mm-hmm. steel and i always uh, talk to the you know talk to you all about doing this uh when you want if 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 you have that interest if you want to see where the industry is going look mm-hmm. last weekend if you guys were here on living split screen um you would have heard us talk about a couple different things last week. oh okay i see where you're going okay go ahead go ahead you know we gotta we we gotta gotta get this one out there (laughs) right i like so 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 lastly let's start here first of all steel and i um you know told you that we were going to start bringing you um you know when when we see things uh up and coming games coming out right uh from small indie developers because again we've talked about it I don't know, countless times already about how the scene is exploding everywhere in the world. We've got mm-hmm. more talent than we ever have before. So Steele and I think it's important because a lot of these games can get lost and you don't do. know about these games. And Steele and I want to tell you about stuff that we're seeing out there. Um, so whenever we come across it, we're going to start bringing that into the show on a regular basis. Right. We come across new stuff. So we did that last weekend, right? We highlighted uh, two or three games last weekend mm-hmm. that we had uh, seen and there's one game in particular uh steel give me the name again it's the one that you uh the one that you uh have had me on for a month uh what, what, what or months i should say going back to jesus summer are you talking actually. about the you talking about the combat one yeah the combat um, one yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, i forget the name of it um it was a turn i got i'll get i'll get it for you go ahead yeah, 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 yeah um so we we had brought up um those games and there was one the one in particular from the single developer 
uh, that we showed off that a lot of people in the chat were oohing and on over when mm-hmm. we showed the footage. You know what's funny? What's funny, Steele, is that uh, last week, uh, I think it was Monday, uh, both Kotaku and Polygon ran articles about some of the indie games and they highlighted that game, right? They yes, highlighted they did. that game. Yes, we've they been did. on this, you've been on this for for a long time quite a while you got me on that for that specific game but yeah no they just decided to write articles and all of a sudden they were highlighting the same game that Steele and i brought up right uh and again not this isn't an ego trip this isn't just to say that but what we're talking about here is taking a look seeing (laughs) being a a header of the curve is what it's about right so um that's why steel and i do this again that's one of our passions when it comes to talking about the industry we could talk about a lot of stuff but steel and i like looking ahead into the future and seeing these things coming down the road and it was just funny that kotaku and polygon and then the other one um you if you were here last weekend you heard us talk about the impact uh that the uh early access for forza horizon 5 would have and offering that premium package upgrade to the Game Pass users mm-hmm. at a discount to get that early access. We were one of the first shows to touch on what that meant going down the road for Microsoft. Yes. Right? We, we, yes. we were ahead of 100%. that curve as 100%. well because we were looking at it from that standpoint. And when we got done with the show, literally within an hour of getting done with the show, and again, I'm not, I'm not saying these shows, I'm not saying these shows or these people are watching us, but it's just funny how this all works out after Steele and I get done talking about how we, we, we try to take this view. Mm-hmm. So after we get done with the show, about an hour later, good friend of the community, Benji Sales, awesome dude, uh, analyzes the industry. Go mm-hmm. follow him if you don't. The guy's got some really freaking amazing thoughts. Shout out to him, by the way, too. He got props from Paul Tassie. Yeah this week as well saying everybody go follow this guy um he came out with a tweet talking about the sales the premium package and how that could be the model for microsoft and xbox going forward with their first party game yep so so again i just had to bring this up steel because we talk about it all the time and sometimes people need kind of uh to see it uh happening uh or to get that proof of concept of why we talk about this stuff all the time right so i just wanted to throw those examples out there as to why we do this and why we uh we, we continuously mention that uh when we're talking about this deal. and as you what, do what that and, yeah. uh, and as you do that yeah. the biggest reason why i wanted to make sure that i kind of wanted to stall on the name and everything because i wanted to make sure that i got gameplay for it um because okay. i was going to pull it up on screen the game that we were talking about that we showed last weekend was uh, a game called Morbid Metal um, made by Felix Shade. There it is. Yep, yep. I was on top. I've been on top of this game yep. for a while um, yep. just because I am, a, I am a very, I'm enticed by things that are very shiny and things that seem very complex in some ways. In the combat system, like games, so like games like Devil May Cry, games like Bayonetta, games like... Um, Demon Souls games, like the list can go on and on, right? Um, any game that has like Scarlet Nexus, let's, let's think, think of the newer games um, that have that a a more intrinsic combat system really entice me. So games like Morbid Metal that have this free flowing combat, um, the time slowed down, everything. It's just for them to call it. They, I mean, they call it the right thing. They said it's a Star Wars like 
title. Um, this is for a bot by, from Polygon. Uh, they said it's a Star Wars, a Star Wars like world collides with an anime style action in this new sci-fi game. Man, don't I have some good opinions? No, I'm playing. You do, brother. But you do. It, it's just, <laughs> one, it's just one of those. It's just one of those things where it's like sometimes. The whole point of why we do this is because we feel like we have a pulse on it. You know what I mean? Like, we feel like we're in it. We, we, not necessarily we live, live breathe, and everything. And like, that just sounds We got deep. real life. life. I wish we could. It's still I life. wish I was getting paid. Right, exactly. <laughs> to, we wish we could get paid. To live and breathe this stuff. I, I, I'd be a happy man. Let we wish we could, get, we could be, be getting paid for it all. all it would be more convenient yeah. and everything. But <laughs> it's like, even for us it's not to bad. be able to, again, it's like, it's one of those things to where for us to be able to not be able to talk all the time throughout the week or um, not be yeah. in an office together, whatever the case. Right. And for us to still come here with the passion, the authenticity, the organic nature, the energy, the being able to pull games from like we don't just talk about BS in, the, in like our DMs. We talk about game. We like we're it's like gaming, man. You know what I mean? Like life is thrown in there too because we're actually we we're boys, you know, we're friends, we're we're guys, you know what I'm saying? So it's like it's completely different, but at the same time, just being able to come together on something that has become so ingrained in people's lives now. Yeah. And we're kind of, and we feel like, like, got to put hand on the post, like, sheesh. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. no. Post, I mean, baby, it's though. true, though, Steel. It's true, though. <laughs> and, 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 you know, it, it's funny. Shout mm. out to Iron Lord's podcast and shout out to King. You know, King, King, you know, has been right about a lot of things. No, he has. He has always, his hand on the post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he gives himself 95%, uh, you know, rating uh, right. uh, of being right. But people always wonder how, you know, he gets away with it and how he can see that stuff. Look, he's taking that satellite view and he sees things. Right. right. So so, you know, that's the kind of stuff even when he comes out and says, I mean, he puts out there a lot more uh, than a lot of people do, too, as far as just, you know, he sees something and he's going to run with it like, you know, he. He sees Sony eventually becoming a publisher, right? right? Versus versus being the console industry. And people think he's absolutely insane. But if you take Be a step back, if you take a step back, Steele and I have talked about it here. If you go back to before I was podcasting in some of the chats back last year before the launches, I was talking about the same thing, you know, right. Amazon buying up Sony at some point. Like there's just big things that you can see when you take a step back. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that's the important thing. That's why Steele and I always talk about it here because it is important to get outside of that bubble. We see too many people in this community that have that's built themselves, right. built themselves up insulated within the bubble uh and can't think outside the box and that's why you've got so many putting uh so many people putting out uh what i feel is very bad information and uh doing a disservice to those that follow them uh and leading them down the wrong path and all of a sudden you got a bunch of shock and odd people and pissed off people and all this kind of stuff because all of a sudden sony is going to start going to pc Come right. on, man. Come on. Anybody, anybody who took a little step back could see that coming. But again, there are people out there who just uh, stay within the bubble and never, never look outside of it. Never try to get out of it. Um, and again, that's not what Steele and I are going to do here. We're always going to be looking at the bigger picture and trying to give the people who enjoy us on Saturdays, uh, you know, a, a different perspective and, and a heads up on what's coming down the road. So I just had, exactly. to, uh, I just had to bring that up. 
<laughs> I now, thought it was pretty funny. And now that was and that was perfect, man. I mean, sometimes you you definitely have to not necessarily brag on it, but you gotta you gotta you gotta talk to the people, man. You gotta gotta tell people like what kind of what you bring to the community, what the the vibe that you bring, and and hopefully people see it, man. Um, and again, it's just being being open, being honest, and then just proceeding forward from there, man. So, um, let's get into these upcoming games, yeah. man. We gotta tell these people talk, what's up. Talk about the future. Telling the future, I'm gonna tell you the future right now, everybody, uh, because I do actually have a crystal ball that works for the most part it's called gameinformer.com backslash <laughs> or forward slash 2021 that's it. the name of my crystal ball uh and it gives me a good look into what we're going to be having come our way this next week so uh we are going to jump into the week of the 15th already oh, man. <laughs> we are two weeks hey, man. Thanksgiving. yeah man it's <laughs> right around the corner black friday's coming up oh good god get ready buckle up at least over here in the States. Yeah. So for all of you UK listeners, uh, I know eight, it's not quite the same. You guys already had your Thanksgiving. Um, so uh, as, at least up in Canada. So uh, let's go here. We've got first up steel. This one, up, man? you know, this one, this brings me, this brings me, this brings me back. So the Smurfs mission by Villeaf Smurftastic edition. Okay, so you got the Smurfs Mission Veal Leaf Smurftastic Edition. Do not try to say that more than 10 times, especially when your brain's not working like mine. Is that what uh, you're hyped That's going to twist you up. So, hey, look, the Smurfs finally getting another uh, game. Uh, you know what? I love the Smurfs, man. I, I was I was there. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> I was that's there every funny week. as hell. Uh, so the Smurfs are, are getting this new game. It's coming out on Xbox Series uh consoles playstation 4 xbox one and switch mm -hmm. no playstation 5 listed so guess what not getting that upgraded edition uh of the smurfs i don't know what that means uh in the grand scheme of things but anybody looking for i guess the the best version it's on xbox series consoles so there you go uh but yeah the smurfs are coming out hey all you parents out there keep the smurfs alive introduce your kids to the smurfs oh, they deserve it they oh, deserve God. it you, don't, don't you don't you start with me oh the smurfs was cool back in the day the so smurfs are all cool right. man they're all right and look they're still getting a game there's yeah, a lot of I other bet. cartoons that don't get games anymore yeah. because they've fallen off right yeah. smurfs are still around yeah at least smurfs, timeless smurfs got a game and sonic don't so they're timeless exactly exactly what does that tell you no oh, means goodness. xbox should buy this ip and make it mascot smurfs smurfs i love this all right gargamel come on man i was come not on, expected man. i was not expecting right. that. that's funny as hell oh god saturday martin cartoon yeah Steel yeah i could tell yeah I could yeah tell. all right let's go all right so uh let's see next up is the wild at heart uh playstation 4 uh we of course uh have had this on xbox uh, I love how we say we because I don't have my PlayStation, even though I play everything. But anyway, it's, it's funny. Uh, I always catch myself doing that. So Wild at Heart, which came out on Xbox, came out in Game Pass. Uh, I played a few hours of this game when it first dropped. This is by Moonlight Kids, uh, published by Humble Games. Again, Humble uh, and Xbox have a great relationship. We're seeing more Humble Games drop in. They announced mm -hmm. that. Um, but it this is a very cool game. Uh, the art direction, the style, the story, all of it hits, uh, you know, always it hits the marks that you want to when you're an indie trying to separate yourself. It is very unique 
but the story itself is really cool. Uh, this is one of those games that I have um, kept downloaded. Mm-hmm. I have not deleted it because I do want to go back to it a bit. So again, that came back out. Uh, that came out on Xbox and PC back in May, uh, but now PlayStation Four is getting it uh, November sixteenth. So uh, anybody who wants to go check this out that uh, doesn't already have a Xbox, uh, it, it will be available for you on PlayStation. So uh, good game to go and fool around with it. It is a really cool. Some of you might get really hooked on it. I can, it, it's excellent. Uh, it really is. Um, Final fantasy seven, the first soldier iOS and Android square Enix and the mobile market. Uh, they are best friends. Uh, square Enix puts out so many mobile games. Uh, it, it, it's ridiculous, uh, but they are getting a final fantasy seven, the first soldier, which is a almost, an MMO at this point, because it's up to 75 players. Um, so uh, yeah, for anybody looking for more final fantasy stuff, get it on your phone. Uh, so I don't know if it's going to have uh razor Kishi. Uh, uh, what do you want to call it? Compatibility. Uh, but uh, Hey, you know, some of you all just love playing on your phone, even on touchscreen. So I'm sure it'll be excellent. Um, and then we've got Tamarin coming out on Xbox Series consoles and Xbox One on November 17th. This looks like an absolutely adorable uh, game. Uh, This is uh, from Chameleon Games, uh, developed and published by. Uh, This already came out. Game of the year. uh, Yeah, game of the year. Game game of the year. No, no, no. no. (laughs) But it did come out on PlayStation 4 and PC back in September of 2020. So Xbox is finally getting it. Uh, to be honest, it looks absolutely ridiculously good. I mean, the, the supposedly the, it's a spiritual se- sequel to Jet from Force Gemini. Rare developers, yeah, yeah. Jet Force Gemini was incredible. Uh, interesting. Did you ever play Jet Force Gemini? Um, I remember the game. I don't. I don't yeah. remember, remember playing it. I remember the game though. Yeah. So uh, that's and former Rare developers worked on it. No wonder why it looks freaking fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. Uh, Tamarin, I'm gonna. I'll look into that one. Yeah, I want to see what that's about. So that's coming out on November seventeenth. Ooh, oh, there you go. Here's, here's one of yours. He's, he's going to be something yeah. for you. There yeah, you we go. got the we got the package deal here. Uh, so Blood Rain. Uh, this is okay. Blood Rain's had different iterations. Uh, mm-hmm. this one is the two uh, D style version, I believe. Right. Uh, if I'm not wrong in this, I think this is the. Um, Hold on, let me double check real quick before I get that wrong. Um, no, no, they're doing this. Is, this is the full. This is the full remasters. Okay, so this is the old. These are the old games. So we're getting Blood Rain One and Blood Rain Two uh, revamped, which is the remasters of the classic games that came out. Yo, Blood Rain. Like I even like the movie, which was one of the cheesiest things you probably could ever watch. But Blood Rain is a great series that deserves to come back. And I hope these remakes actually do well, Steel. It's coming on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Switch. Right. November 18th. I hope people, enough people, again, this is not going to be your home run hitter here, okay? this Blood Rain's never been that. Blood Rain was a double-A game back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Blood Rain itself, it, yeah, the, the story itself is absolutely, uh, it's awesome. So I hope these do well enough where they start thinking about bringing it up to date um, with a new game because Blood Rain deserves it. Blood Rain is a very cool character who nowadays, if they did it right, could hit. 
uh, mm-hmm. because it's got all the hallmarks that you want in a game, right? So uh, vampires, uh, you can even get the Nazis in there. Uh, you can do all sorts of crazy stuff, right? So uh, Blood Rain 1 and 2 revamp coming out uh, this week as well. I will be looking into that. I don't know what the budget's looking like right now. I got to go back and redo it uh, because obviously so many games have come out for the rest of the year, but I will be picking that up at some point because I want to go back and play those. It'll oh, be interesting. Sure. I, might, yeah. I might end up checking that out to see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as long as it's in decent condition. Yeah, yeah. It's Again, this isn't a full... This is a remaster, so it's gonna have you know. I think the first one came out on PlayStation Two, I think. So I mean, that's some time to cover for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. So now. yeah, yeah, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, so I know there's some Blood Rain fans out there, though. People, uh, the older, the older gamers that remember it, man. So uh, those are coming out this week. We've got Epic Chef coming out. That's right, Epic Chef is coming out for PlayStation Four, Xbox One, Switch, and PC on November the. It's your game right here. Um, it looks like an RPG with the main character who is a chef. It is published by Team 17. Team 17 does publish some really good titles out there. Um, and uh, it is an adventure uh, where you are blends farming, cooking, and adventure in a hilarious looking stew. Uh, stew. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know a lot of people are into cooking stuff, uh, and this looks fun and uh, great, you know, obviously uh, style. So, hey, go check out Epic Chef. Uh, Steel, I know that's, I'm going to lose you. Even if Halo comes out, you're going to be playing Epic Chef, right? Um, nah. Oh, negative. Damn. I thought I had you, I thought, I thought I had you pinned on that one. Negative. Right. And that's a big, <laughs> big negative. <laughs> uh, all right. Here, next up is a game. Hey, we've seen this game a couple times and it just got confirmed this past week. I was actually going to bring this up separately, but then I saw Game Informer actually added to their list. So they did do some updates because XO1 just got confirmed. Uh, for November the 18th for next week. XO1 uh, for like Steel. When I told Steel, <laughs> hey, XO1, when I sent them the XO1 oh, information, God. he's like, he's like, oh, another game. And I'm like, oh, damn, I didn't know Steel was all about XO1. <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, man, I got to check out those. I check out those big robots, man. I'm like, no, no, no. Exo, that's Echo. That's Exo Mecca. Yes, and that's yeah, coming out next year. That's going to be a free to play game. Everybody knows about Exo Mecca with the oh, giant mechs funny. in the battlefield. First person. Shooter. I got excited. I got excited. Yeah, I you did. I, you did. That's why when you first said it, I was like, damn, I didn't know Steel was looking forward to this. All right, cool. Oh, good. But uh, Exo one is, uh, if you guys remember, it's been at a couple shows already. Um, and XO one is actually where you're this, uh, it, it's an exploration game where you're a little like a uh, probe and you're exploring, right. uh, different planets, uh, and stuff like that. So a lot of you go watch the video. You guys will remember it. Uh, but that is coming out, uh, next week, uh, yeah, check it well out for on Xbox and PC space, uh, so space that exploration. Is a, that is a game. Uh, that is a console exclusive, uh, for yeah, the time being to, uh, to xbox it so is. yeah no this is a game i've been actually looking uh forward to uh i think uh this is again this is one of those chill games right this is where you sit back but it's got fantastic graphics um and i actually can't wait to kind of you, check this you on the fly to millennium falcon here you go <laughs> hey in a way in a way or a frisbee if oh, you ever yeah. want to fly a frisbee, a frisbee through space <laughs> yeah this is this is this is your game right there. You want to throw? Uh, you want to fly a marble through space? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh 
Uh, so yeah, X01 next week, uh, November the 18th. Looking forward to that again. It'll be one of those games I have permanently kind of downloaded and I go back to just check out all the time. Yeah. So uh, then we've got Undungeon coming Ooh. out for Xbox Series consoles, uh, Xbox One and PC. Um, kind of interesting action game uh, published by Tiny Build, developed by Laughing Machines. Uh, this looks like a uh, pixel art style action RPG. Okay, all right. Hey, I'm always down for action RPGs. Uh, so we'll uh, check this one out. I love the I love the cover art. Yeah, I do like that cover art. It's actually kind of dope. Yeah, looking real good. So Undungeon uh, next week as well. Then of course, Battlefield 20. 42 the official launch happens next week on the 19th still and i will wrap up this segment and then still and i'll go right into battlefield 2042 big fast uh i'll just say hey eddie if you're a battlefield fan you're gonna want to check this out so we'll, we'll get into that but battlefield 2042 uh is coming to playstation 5 xbox series consoles playstation 4 xbox one and pc uh next week on the 19th though uh, i will be the one to say right now oh if you have if you're playing it on playstation 4 or xbox one you may not have a good time i heard that the on the older consoles the game is not running that well so yeah, i just want to put that preemptive warning out there we'll talk about it later um here in a bit but yeah i just want to kind of put that preemptive warning about it just to give something to put out there yeah that's the uh, word on it the is street. releasing for everything so that is yeah, the that's word the on the street, word. as a current that's the word that's on the street so yeah i have not i have not played it so i cannot uh, go hands-on wise i can't say anything right. but that is the word on the street so uh and then on november 19th as well nerf legends comes out that's Ooh, right nerf legends the shooter from fun labs published by game mill entertainment this game might hey, be fire look, this might be this might be the one that takes down everybody this could be king can you imagine if nerf legends came out steel and and all of a sudden over became like a streamer's paradise and it just crushed halo crushed call of duty crushed battlefield what if it's third person nerf? is it third person i want to know if it's third person if it, uh, i can't let me see i'm about to find out yeah, 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 yeah. It's nerf legends cool. third person i like that let's see here uh oh it looks like it's got oh no never mind that's the ad never mind i was just about to go into a whole different game i was like wait what is this uh nope first person shooter interesting that's first interesting. person shooter that's bold yes, sir. i like it i like it i want to see what i want to see what they end up doing with look, it man i mean look, nerf man. is one of those things if there's something that you could bring to a virtual world and it worked really well yeah it's nerf so I don't know, yo, man. That's interesting. Yo, wait, wait, Steel. Can you bring up the video? Can you click oh, over and bring up the video? Yeah, yeah. Wait, hold on. Let me let me bring it up. Let me uh bring it up over. Yo, this has got a sci-fi like Halo like look to it. Like really? I didn't think we gotta we bring were, up the video. On I didn't think we were gonna go neck deep into this. No, um, no, no. But we gotta check this is out. The is the one from uh, IGN? Yeah, yeah. Just click on yeah, just the link or the Xbox the, uh, announcement. Informer. That's from three. No, months no, ago. no, okay. no. I'm looking at the IGN one right now, the All official right, exclusive announcement trailer. This one we'll we'll look at then. Yeah, got it. You got to look at it's like Destiny mixed with Halo. That's like, weird. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds really weird. Hey, look, if you got kids, look, not every parent's the same. So I understand some parents don't let their kids touch mature rated stuff. Right. Right, I, right. I, I parented differently. Everybody parents different. Right. So but if you are one of those parents and 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 obviously the kids are calling, hey, saying, hey, I want Call of Duty or I want Battlefield or I want Halo, Halo's team, though. So you can get by with Halo if you really want to. But this gives you another option. 
Now, if I was, now, if I was these guys, I, I certainly would have picked this launch window, but Hey, you know what I'm saying? But you know, you're, you're going after a different yeah, audience. This, this game yeah. is going to do something yeah. different. That's weird. Yeah, look, that man, is so that's what weird. I'm saying. That's why I told you to bring it up, man. <laughs> it's got some look to it, man. It actually looks like. It kind of looks like, like Overwatch. If, I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, Overwatch. That that probably be better than. It what definitely I was reminds me yeah. of like yeah. Overwatch yeah. or yeah, like Overwatch. a Paladins kind of look. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was probably better. Uh, I should probably go on that route, but yeah, I don't know, man. Look I'm, at the I'm drum just... on that Nerf gun. Oh yeah. god, <laughs> I know it's ridiculous. You're shooting robots as PVE. Yeah, I don't know if it's um. Is it PVE VP? Maybe. Uh, right. See here. This is interesting. It has like a Borderlands. Nerf Legends. Look too. Okay, here we go. Ner- Nerf Legends features a single player campaign that pits players against an army of evil robots across 19 levels. Areas include a fortress, space fort, and jungle. Meanwhile, multiplayer modes include a 4v4 team battle, hmm. an eight-player free-for-all. Hmm. And supports cross-play across all versions. Wow. Okay. Okay. All right, doing better than some other freaking AAA wow. games out that's there. Kinda, days, that's kind of that's kind of interesting. <laughs> well, I didn't expect for us to go down on a tangent on Nerf, but uh, I, I know. But uh, hey, look, ladies and gentlemen, look, I think Nerf might happens. be might be doing something. <laughs> <laughs> it looks interesting. It looks fun, man. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. They're bold. Just, they're really bold. Yeah. Especially if these uh, Halo rumors happen to be true. Oh, yeah. they're well, that's why bold. I said this this launch window right here. Woo! You pit yourself against everybody, but yeah, hey, yeah. all right. All right. Hey, I had to throw it out there because when I started watching the video, I was like, what? This actually looks kind of yeah, good. That threw me off. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, Nerf Legends has gotten no more advertising outside of this show than that right there. Let me tell <laughs> Nick, you. Man. Nick said Nerf Legend only has two difficulty modes, easy and very easy. <laughs> that's awesome. Damn. It's awesome. Damn, that's, uh, that's what you want to play that. Oh, it is get Battlefield, forget Call of Duty, forget Halo. Get Everybody go Nerf get Legends. Nerf Legends right now. We're exactly. All be on that. Exactly. Right. OCD. Nerf for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, man. Oh, uh, yeah, no, that's sweet. Hey, and look, again, not a series for me. Uh, not my thing. But look, uh, this is still going strong. Look, it's at this point, still, it, you know. Well, not even at this point. It's been this way for a long time. But Pokemon yeah, yeah. is one of the pillars, right? Yeah, Pokemon, it is. Whether we whether we're interested in it or not, Pokemon is one of the all time greats. Just I put it to you this way, Pong. Right? Yeah. I'm 29. Right? I have a daughter yep. who's about to be who's about to be 11. She never had any prior interest in the Pokemon. Right? Never, ever, 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 until here recently. Now all of a sudden, she wants Pokemon Arceus. So you mm. see how yeah. a pillar franchise continues yeah. to grab the new, audience is supposed to grab new gens, new players. Yes. yes. It, and guess yes. what? She doesn't yeah. care about the way that it looks or <laughs> she just knows it's a 3D game and now there's Pokemon in the wild and you can run. Right. That's, that's all. That's it. That's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it, man. So Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Pokemon Shining Pearl, uh, yeah. for those of you that are still confused about what we're talking about, are coming out this week for Switch. Um, there was a small, we'll just touch on this real quick, real quick right here, uh, just because we're, we've got it up. Right. Um, but Pokemon uh, Brilliant Diamond uh, and Shining Pearl coming out this week to Switch. 
uh, there was a kerfuffle uh, early in the week as Ruffle. some people kerfuffle, uh, right. as some people discovered discovered. And again, this is not going to shock those of us that know Nintendo and understand their business model and how they just do things. Uh, you know, but I did see some of their fans scratching their heads because the fans are in that bubble. They're in that Nintendo world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it always confuses them when something like this happens, even though it shouldn't, because this is this is straight up business. Again, respect that hustle right. on Nintendo. But it found it was found out earlier this week. Um, some people, uh, some uh some some good Samaritans in the community had hacked uh the uh the Pokemon and had found out that both versions are on are on the chip, right? Both yep. versions are in the game. It's always been knowing. Yep. And all it is is a switch that tells which tells the system, tells the switch, pun intended, uh, which version you bought. So both are on the same. What do they call the switch cart? Are they cartridges? What are, what are they? Yeah, technically the cartridges. They are cartridges. cartridges. Okay, all right. I don't want to sound that old, but I guess I mean it's technically what they are. They're not discs. They're not. uh, They go into a slot. Uh, They're not SD (laughs) cards. Um, (laughs) Card the switch cards. Is that what they are? The game cards. It's a card. It's a game card. There you go. I like it. Jesus, boomer man. That's what I am. All right. Anyway, so they're both both mm-hmm. versions are on there. Uh, the game just knows which one you bought by a, a single programming switch. So uh, again, some people were just it's kind of messed up in my opinion, though, because it that's te- you're telling you're basically telling people this updated game has already been part of your game that you have already. Yeah, and we're going to resell it to you. It's no different than when everybody started finding out back in the day that the DLC was, was on already the on the disc. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I remember that. Oh, that yeah. was a big deal back in the day when DLC was the devil and uh, everybody hated it. The horse armor and all that kind of stuff started by Bethesda. Uh, and then all of a sudden everybody found out that it was just included on the disc. And, right. and when you paid for it, all it did was tell, tell the system that it could read that portion of the disc. Right. So uh, access that content so this is no different but this is a full game sitting there yeah <laughs> so so uh yeah for for all you brilliant home brewers out there all you in the modding community all you uh hackers uh du jour out there yeah. look you can have access to both games uh there's already somebody who's done it where you can flip back and forth between yep. the two games. so that ah. so but pokemon is huge it is a huge deal no matter what at the end of the day whether it's for us or not, Pokemon is going to sell a ton on Switch, uh, obviously. So that comes out November 19th. Uh, and look, we took some sidetracks there. I wasn't expecting as well uh, steel. Maybe. So, but uh, hey, that's this week in uh, this week, upcoming week in gaming. Um, we could talk about real quick. Let me go through the Xbox wire. Do it. Uh, again, nothing new uh, on the PlayStation front uh, coming to their store. Nothing new that I saw coming to the Nintendo store this week. Uh, you know, that I w- has been made aware of. So um, let's take a look here. Coming up this week um, on Xbox. Let's see if we've got anything uh, special. Well, you know what? There are some games in here that weren't talked about. So look, I'm not saying these games are in Game Pass, so we're not going to do that thing. But there is stuff coming up this week on Xbox that was not included in this list. So we got Grow, Song of 
the Evertree. If it's on Game Pass, I'll let you guys know ahead of time. Bro Song of the Evertree. Um, this is a, a world crafting sandbox game mm-hmm. uh, that is coming November 16th. The Last Stand Aftermath is coming uh, November 16th as well. Um, and then we've got, uh, I guess these would be PC games. That's why these are PC games. And then we've got Out of Line, November 16th. Sherlock Holmes Chapter 1 is coming November 16th, and that is optimized for the series consoles. So if you guys are into detective work, that is coming up as well. Uh, we got Them Bombs, uh, which is a looks a be- uh, puzzle-style uh, game to uh, disarm bombs on November 16th. Uh, before we leave on November 17th, this is a uh, interesting a city-building game. Yep, that, that's coming out on PC. Um, let me see here if I've got anything else. Mosh, uh, Mast, Mast, though, is together. November 17th, optimized for series consoles. Uh, this is a, uh, looks like a pixel, a wholesome side-scrolling uh, style, uh, pixel style game. So that is uh, going to be coming to Xbox. Okay, so we do have a Game Pass game coming November 17th called Next Space Rebels. Uh, so this one you got to order some parts online, get your camera and grow your star tube channel. So basically I, I have seen the, the uh, video for this one. So you are uh, starting a YouTube channel within the game. Uh, and you are uh, starting this channel about uh, model rocket building. Okay? okay. And you got to order up the parts and you got to plan, you got to create the actual uh, um, schematic mm-hmm. for the model. And then you got to put it together and then you got to test it out. And you're trying to grow your YouTube channel to fame. Okay. Based upon rocket model rockets. Okay. Okay? So, Hey, look, it's coming to game pass. No risk. Uh, You know what? Try it. Uh, You know, who knows? Uh, X X O one, which we did talk about is also coming to game pass this week. Um, So again, no risk. It will be downloaded. I will be checking it out. Oh, look at this. I didn't even know about this one. See, this is why I check about Xbox Wire, dude. They're adding stuff all the time. Faye Tactics. Faye Tactics is coming out November 18th. This is taken straight from Final Fantasy Tactics. Huge Final Fantasy Tactics fan here. Mav, fun speculation, shout out to him. Huge Final Fantasy Tactics guy uh, as well. A lot of people out there are big, giant fans. Steel, I don't think it's your forte but i don't know if you played final T- fantasy tactics back in the day did you at all no i didn't really i never okay. was really deep again i'm i'm not the biggest final fantasy fan like i, my, I know i get it i'm not i'm not the hugest either so no i get I'm it like final yeah. fantasy 7 was like my extent of far as like playing that part of the genre and then from there if it wasn't like that third person action adventure game it's like I'm, final fantasy 15 was my next like for real for raid into final fantasy so it's just like i i don't really have an interest in tactics itself but i mean okay, okay. i understand why people like it though and i mean if, yeah i mean it's for you that's what's up yeah no absolutely but hey look tactics fans out there anybody looking for that tactic style Bay tactics i was not aware of this game i i don't I don't know where this came from, but mm-hmm. the art style is beautiful. Uh, follow a young magic user named Peony on her journey across a vibrant world full of mystery and danger. Summon allies, cast spells, and befriend a motley crew of characters as you dive into growing cl- conflicts between man and magical beings known as Fae. 
available on cloud console and PC coming to game pass November 18th. This will be downloaded. Oh. Uh, I don't know when I'm going to have time to put into this game, but this will definitely be something I jump into. So fate tactics on November 18th coming to game pass uh, that undungeon game that we were looking at steel. Yeah. That's coming to game pass November 18th. Oh, Dude, we're getting drops this week, man. There's there's smaller games. Consistent. We, we got the AAA stuff, but man, they are not slowing down on the Game Pass options, right? So Undungeon uh, coming out November 18th. It is a again a pixel art action RPG that blends science fiction storytelling with high paced real time combat. And looking at these screen the screenshot here, yeah, I'm about that. We're gonna have that downloaded for sure. Um, Undungeon November 18th on Game Pass. Uh, let me see if I got anything else. There's so much PC stuff coming. It's not even funny. Uh, Games are coming, it. man. That's it. But Game Pass is getting stocked again this week. Again, smaller titles. We got all these big, gigantic games coming out. Uh, one of them we're going to talk about right here, right next. Uh, but uh, again, there's stuff to play for everybody. So they, they are going to continue to offer up the buffet uh, for sure. So that is your this. What's coming up next week? edition hey. of living split screen upcoming so, games yeah upcoming games upcoming games steel so mm-hmm. steel reigns what's going I on i just man? did all that talking uh since we just deep dive nerf legends we did deep uh, which dive i was nerf not expecting <laughs> it was actually quite interesting um we definitely wasn't expecting for us to do that but no no um, no i wasn't with, but with hey us going left what's up man where yeah, are we going yeah no take us to an adventure back to you man we gotta talk about we get we have we have to get into Battlefield 2042. Mm. We have to get into my blind faith in mm. EA and Dice tell, being tell them, yeah, being justified after all this time. Yeah, uh, we have to talk about this. So I'm going to toss it back to you because uh, I just did a whole lot of talking there. And let me let's let's well, this will be kind of a combo platter between us two because I'm sure we'll both have things to add to this. Yes. But, Battlefield 2042 early access dropped last week. We hopped into it opening night. Uh, fun speculation. Shout out to Mav. Uh, did a stream, of course, as he mm-hmm. likes to do. So we all got in there. Facts. Um, and we hopped into some Battlefield 2042. And again, I did not have the plethora of issues that a lot of people did with the beta, but the issues were real. Obviously, the videos were out there. People showing nonstop left, right, issue after issue on the beta. You know, again, it got a black eye coming out of that beta, which is never what you really want. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's not, you know, yes, the purpose of a beta is to test things and to figure things out. However, you really don't, especially dice and battlefield you don't want to have that mark against you right Mm -hmm. the the beta should be about testing things but it should also leave a good impression we saw that with the flighting uh that we've got through halo uh we've seen what that can do to a hype meter when you do actually put out a good beta uh test for everybody to get their hands on with battlefield didn't work out that way so a lot of people were down and out uh, saying it's over with blah 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 moving on you know battlefield's dead again um but we jumped in still pick it up we jump into battlefield 2042 early access launch night what did you see what did you experience steel i mean i was right there with you but what, <laughs> what did you come out of battlefield 2042 
with what we've played so far over the past couple of days. All right. Um, and before I go dive deep, neck deep into this, because um, I'm going to try to attack it from a few different angles. Okay. Um, again, I've been playing Battlefield for a long time. And the only reason I preface this with this is because Battlefield being a multiplayer only game, um, it being worth seventy dollars, or you're being or having access through it to it through the ten hour trial, through Game Pass or or EA Access, or being able to get access to it through EA Pro. It there is a lot of things for Battlefield that I will give them. You know what I mean? As far as leeway goes. Just because of its typical Battlefield things. You gotta imagine what Battlefield's trying to do um, with the destructibility of everything, with the size and the scope. These maps are bigger than they have were ever before. And not only that, but one of the main things that I've noticed about 2042, because, um, you know, initially we were having some connection issues, right? Um, as far as getting connected with each other. Uh, the one thing I noticed off back is I don't understand why they limited the parties to four people. That doesn't make sense. Um, yeah. Or not give me another option, right? It's Battlefield. Yeah. There's 64 people on the team. I understand there's four-man squads, but it's not like if I bring six people with me, we all can be in one squad anyway. So right. why not just put us in separate squads and leave it at that? Correct. I have an issue with that because Battlefield has always done this and it seems like it's a problem, but it, you know, yeah. it's okay. The way you go around it is you go through the server browser, you link up, say, Hey, I'm in this server. You guys join, you swap teams. That's something that's always been part of Battlefield. Uh, my thing about it is more so that it's not intuitive, which I don't get. Uh, you've been doing this for how long and it's not intuitive. Okay. That's fine. It is what it is. I'll do it the classic way that I've always known to do it. So offhand, because uh, I got some game time in, I was able to get into lobbies no problem. Yeah, this that that very that same early access well the early access night that same night I was able to get servers no problem. Um, then we went into the server browser absolutely had no problem. Right. Then we went to the server browser and we started playing Battle uh, Bad Company Two, <laughs> and the fact that Dice amazing has completely recaptured the feeling that you used to have on these titles back in the day, so bring them up to date in visual quality and gameplay. Because remember, you're playing everything in 60 FPS now, plus is dumbfounding to me. Because everybody that we were playing with we were all saying the same thing. Damn, man. Oh, this brings back so many memories. It's playing ex exactly the way that I want. Oh, man, I want I want all the maps from, from Bad Company 2 now. Oh, I want all. And even when you put the Battlefield 2042 gameplay physics in those maps, in those environments, yep. it still feels like classic Battlefield. And that's something that you can't take away from it. Personally, I haven't had any issues. Uh, one of the number one issues that I have on Series S is the distance. Distance draw. 
Draw distance. Thank you. Uh, yeah, there he goes. Yeah. Uh, fucking mind went blank. Not enough coffee yeah, yet. Uh, but yeah, the draw distance on Series S was not that great. Now, is it not? Is it bad to the point where I can't see my enemy when they're at the distance? No, you can still see the enemy. They're just not very detailed, or nothing right. else is very detailed, right? Correct. Um, yeah. Which and that was on Series X too. To be fair, oh, that was, was it on, on Series, Series X? X as well. Yeah, yeah. There are some maps where I was making comments about that as well. So okay. yes, it's on. Both. So it's on both on both it's, consoles. Yeah, yeah. The only something time, gotta work on. The only time that I did, and it's the only time that I didn't notice it was as bad is when I swapped the PC. When I swapped the PC, the draw distance was pretty on point as far as what yeah. made sense. If I looked at people down Series X, I could it was see them. it was map to map on Series X. Some okay. maps were great, some maps weren't so great. So it's yeah. not everywhere. It's not all the time. It's just. It's there. Yeah. So. so there's still need there's still some more optimization that needs to happen for sure. But again, that's like classic Battlefield fashion. But it's not as bad as say like Battlefield 4 was, which is was completely broken when it first released and didn't catch traction almost six months out, a year out, two years out from its initial release, when they're already starting to move on. So their next Battlefield title. I don't think this is going to have that same effect. My only, not necessarily worry more so, is that Battlefield can't afford to have, DICE can't afford to have, EEA can't afford to have too many issues with this game when you have some heavy hitters around the corner. And I say uh, heavy one, hitters, one giant, I say heavy hitter, king. the Barry Bonds <laughs> of the gaming world. Home run king, yes, it's coming. It's coming right around the corner. And especially if the king comes and hits you earlier than anticipated. It's not a good look. The traction that you have right now, just because you're a first-person shooter, people love Battlefield, is going to dwindle a little bit. And these issues that people are having as far as like getting into the server, people who are playing the trial, not being able to get their full trial time. I know me and Paul talked about it a little bit before that, you know, you can get two hours into the game and know whether you're going to like it or not. It doesn't take 10 hours of you just having server issues. If you're having server issues for two hours, then you're having server issues for two hours. Like you can't say that the game is trash, but what's going to, what makes you think that continuing to try to push through your server issues, wasting your full 10 hours on server issues and then complaining about it is going to change anything if there's a server issue then stop messing with the game put it down it's not ready obviously then we could talk about that but it's like at the same time like i understand people want to play i understand people want to get engaged but at the same time come on can we like use some common sense at the same time like this isn't a new thing Games are going to continue to have server issues day one in early access, whatever the case might be, even going into the year 2022. We're not at a point where everybody has efficient enough internet for it to freaking matter for real. You know what I mean? So it's like there's so much more that goes into it. And again, I understand the people that who are having issues with it. Um, it's, you know, they're getting some pop-ins. They're having... Um, some people were falling through maps still and things of that nature. Um, I did get some of that on PC also, uh, where a building would magically be on top of my head. I don't know where it came from. Um, it was one particular map, and I would get into one particular section, and it was the only time, and it only happened this one time that I played this map, and I was in the water or whatever the case might be next to the building, and then all the next thing I know, the building would be above my head. Oh, yeah. And I was yeah. like, okay. And then I would get shot through a, through a hill, 
or it would tell me that I got shot through a mountain while this building's on top of my head. So I'm, <laughs> this is stuff like that that it's like, man, this this is, is kind of bothersome. But at the same time, it's not it's not bad. It's not in a bad state. I know some people are like, oh, it's it's completely trash. It's not worth it. And don't waste your time. And look, if you're interested in Battlefield, if you're a Battlefield fan, you're gonna like this game. I feel like is it worth your seventy dollars right now? That's something that's more debatable. Right now, is it worth your seventy dollars for a multiplayer only game that is having some server issues and you can't get into right now? At least at early access, don't spend the. I wouldn't spend the hundred dollars on it. Not right now. But if you have mm. access to it, you got ten hours. You got EA Play Pro, or you're just a Battlefield fan, like I am like Pong is, I would suggest jumping into it. I've had nothing, we've had nothing but a good time. It, 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 again, just like how I wanted Halo to evolve, Battlefield evolved the exact way that I would like it to evolve. Being able to bring the essence of the core games back and also add that new flavor to it, I see what they're doing. I see what they're going for. And this could be a Battlefield that lasts 10 years easily. Without a shadow of a doubt, they don't have to drop another battlefield, but all they're focusing in this game, oh, and this game's gonna be immaculate. Like, no man, this is this is a game dude that's gonna be talked about within the next six years and that they're just gonna continue to upgrade over time. Kind of like how they do with Destiny, right? I can see that do happening with Battlefield, especially with the way Portal is set up. The only thing that turns me off is that you can't edit, from what I noticed, you can't edit your games or servers um on the game session that you're in you have to go to a web browser to do it which is kind of off-putting again i guess if you don't have access to make a server then i guess it is what it is but at the same time like damn man like you made it so inconvenient for somebody to do it like i have to go to a completely different place either on my phone which it didn't work that well on my phone that was completely a trash experience so i have to go on my uh on a web browser to do it and then completely take me or remove me from my space but i guess if you're pre you're if you're doing it beforehand it makes sense because you it can really customize it exactly how you want it you want to you want the soldiers to be a little faster cool you want the guns to hit a little harder cool you want less health perfect no radar perfect you can do all those that's what makes this so unique and let's be honest i know people are talking about getting into the servers have y'all tried to really search through the server browsers that's my real question because from our experience, at least from me and Pong, we haven't had any issues with the server browsers. We'll get into a game, yeah, it might kick us out after a match or two. I have, we, I've seen that. But other than that, like, if we're looking for a game, it's like, hey, let's, like, Battlefield is always done. Hey, let's get into this game. All right, this server, perfect. Like, that's the exact one I'm in. You here? Perfect. Let's get on the same squad. It works flawlessly. Like... And then you're in the game, and then an hour later, you're like, damn, that was that was Battlefield. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? And everybody's ranting and raving, like, damn, man, let's what goes and you're really you're really enveloped in the experience. So that's me, man. And that's my opinion. Again, I am an avid, avid Battlefield fan. Uh so I can definitely be coming across a little bit jaded, or not necessarily jaded, but a little bit biased for sure. Um, so I definitely want to acknowledge that. But I feel like I'm also giving a fair opinion of what we're coming across. Again, <laughs> that's why I gave that preemptive thing about the uh, older generation consoles, Xbox One, PlayStation 4, because I have been seeing 
and I have been hearing, and from what I've experienced, I would not play this game on Xbox One or play PlayStation 4. I would not. Not at 30 FPS, not with the issues. It it's oh it's almost it's almost like a null in point. This is one of those games that you experience. Yeah. Skip the older gen. From, a, it, it from really at least is. my experience. Not saying that it can't get better, but from at no. least my experience. So Pong, how are you feeling about Battlefield? As an avid Battlefield yeah. fan, you're more of a Battlefield fan than a Halo fan. So yep. this is like your number one thing. You're like, even with Halo yep. out, I'm trying to get in this Battlefield 2042. It's taking you to that level for sure. Um, yep. You said yep. you, were, you were definitely vindicated from the beta. <laughs> uh, I definitely want people to know It was blind that. faith. Again, I was, I was joking around again. You know, for but, me, it was blind faith. Just hoping that it, my... Well, yeah, no. And, I, and I, I've been straight up with everybody, right? So again... For anybody who hasn't heard disclaimer, I am a Battlefield diehard. Okay, through and through. I have been waiting for a modern Battlefield forever. Um, there are other Battlefield diehards. Matt, Matt Burns, shout out to mm-hmm. brother Matt Burns in the nice. chat right now. That man is a Battlefield head as well. Mm-hmm. But he put up with, you know, he loves Battlefield 5. No, he's loved Battlefield 1. He loved Hardline. Look, Hardline was good it just didn't hit the right way for right. me battlefield well, one was too. battlefield one was like excellent that. battlefield one was excellent but it got old for me faster than most battlefields do right but the but but the gameplay was excellent battlefield five was broken out the gates uh never really recovered once they dropped the pacific uh DLC and that kind of stuff. I got back into it for a while. It was really, really good. But by that point, I had already lost interest in it because it was mm-hmm. World War II constantly. And I just, I could, I had just, I had picked up Call of Duty World War II in the meantime. Um, and I had played the hell out of that game. Uh, really liked that game. Uh, but I just, Battlefield 5 by that point, just, it, it couldn't recapture me. Uh, so I've been waiting for a modern battlefield for a very long time. So full disclosure, I am a battlefield fanatic mm-hmm. when it comes to this, um, when they hit, I'm all about it. Like steel just said, obviously, and I've said it many times, I will be maining battlefield. Halo will be a side dish for me. I'm obviously going to play halo, but it is always going to be a side dish compared to battlefield. So I've been, I, I've been just, just, uh, I've just been wanting this game to come out right for so long. So, Steel touched on a lot of the issues. I'll touch on a couple more and get those out of the way first. Yes, it, it's typical Battlefield launch. It's not perfect. I will say that outside of the connection issues, the servers are actually in a better position than most Battlefield launches right mm-hmm. now. Because once you're in, like Steel said, yeah, you can get kicked every once in a while here. But for the most part, if you are in and you got a good room, you can stay oh, in that room yeah. and play and play and play and play. Okay. So that is different from a lot of battlefield launches, especially like four, four was a complete and utter failure when it came to servers. So they are in a little bit better position. However, here's the, here's the things I'll say. Number one, there's an XP glitch right now. Okay. That, facts. that, that, that's bad. They, this, this needs to be priority number one. Okay. Because it, if all you've got is online gameplay, it's all about leveling yeah. so that you can open up more weapons yep. and this XP glitch, which is happening for people who don't know for the main, the main glitch is happening on the 128 person servers where you won't gain any more XP. It'll show you go, it'll show you for a match, get that XP, go up to the next level. But then in the next match, you are back to the previous spot again. 
and it does that over and over and over again. However, last night uh, on a created match, uh, created uh, server that uh, Mav had set up, Fun Speculation had set up, we were only playing 64 players, Mm -hmm. and it happened to, I think, everybody in the room again. Uh, So we weren't gaining experience uh, for those matches. It showed it, but then it would take it away. Okay, so that is a huge, huge issue that has to be resolved. It's a taking. Um, so that is one of the big ones. They had to remove the, the, uh, the, uh, one of the specialists, his, uh, his, uh, special, whatever you want to call it is a shield, right? Is a body shield. Uh, they had to take that instantaneously out of the game. The day that early access went live, because all of a sudden there's videos popping up of, of basically in invincible shield guy. Okay. Yep. Running around meleeing everybody. Yep. Like I watched, I literally watched videos of guys unloading two clips into a guy with a shield and doing no damage. Okay. So they had to take that out. They've got to fix that as well. Um, and then the minor server issues that are there, they've got to get the official dice servers set up. They have not done that for anybody mm-hmm. who doesn't know, like steel was talking about searching for a server right now. You can find them. No problem. The pings are all over the place, so you got to yeah, watch that. Hundred percent. But oh, th- that's normal. Again, yeah. this this is normal. Uh, if you've played Battlefield, you understand this is just normal. Uh, it's not an excuse. It's not excusing it, but it is what it is. Okay, this is how they run their servers. Uh, there's there's pluses and there's minuses, but they usually have official dice servers set up directly from Dice right. with classic style gameplay because the created servers you have to read the descriptors otherwise you can wind up into a game like i did yesterday because i didn't read the descriptor close enough where the defenders had weapons had guns the attackers only had rocket launchers uh grenades and drones and that's what we were using to attack with okay it was an xp boost uh server so you got to watch that as well. So they got to get those official dice servers set up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, match to match. Uh, the, the, the gunplay itself is fantastic. I know bomber was already in the chat complaining about the gunplay. I totally get it, brother. I get where you're coming from. I'm not going to deny it because match to match, it can be unreliable when it comes to the gunplay. Sometimes it feels like the hit detection is spot on. And then other times certain guns, like last night I had a match where LMGs felt like they were missing 95% of the time, even at medium to close range, which again, should not happen with an LMG. Okay. You're you're putting a lot of rounds into somebody. You should be getting more hit markers. Uh, I was not seeing them pop at all. So from match to match, that's been a little bit inconsistent. Graphical get glitches for the most part outside of the ones that steel talked about. Um, Mm -hmm. I saw, you know, I've had one match where I saw a guy floating in midair, which was rampant during the beta. Mm -hmm. Only one time have I seen that happen so far. I saw a guy that got shot and killed. His body was flying through the air, hit the water. And then it looked like his body was surfing the water all the way across the screen. Okay. I've seen small things like that. Uh, But for the most part fixed, right? All the, the uh, flashing, um, the artifacting that we saw in the beta, I have not seen one iota of that. I was seeing less than most people were during the beta. However, I have not seen any of that. Mav last, uh, for the two nights that we've played with Mav, Mav was experiencing it bad on the beta. He has not seen it at all either. So I think that they actually did fix this. Um, 
what we can say at this point is that the people that were saying the beta was an older build mm-hmm. was correct. There were some people trying to claim that was a newer build. There is no way. I, I mean, again, there's a way. I'm not a dev, but right. knowing dev work and, and watching game you know, come together for all these years, I'd be extremely surprised if that was a new build that we play, played in the beta. Otherwise, they did some miracle working because they fixed a lot of stuff. So get that out of the way. From a Battlefield fan standpoint, this is the game I have been waiting for. And I haven't even jumped into Hazard Zone, the new... The, right, the, I haven't uh, either. Yeah, that looks yeah, interesting, the, too. Yeah, the, the new mode, I have not jumped into that. Uh, Mav said he jumped into it, had a good time. That, uh, But I have not even jumped into Hazard Zone, so I can't wait to get in that because that's squad-based, smaller... Right. Uh, you know straight mission on. focused your yeah, squad of four up. versus everybody else yeah pve versus pvp mm-hmm. style gameplay i do want to try that uh but Sounds fun. this game has given me everything i wanted as a battlefield fan like steel touched on and talked about you know a lot of people have a problem with the price point with no campaign uh they came out they did a bad job of advertising exactly how many maps are here because they said well we've got seven maps well no that's the seven gigantic maps in 2042 they're not counting all the maps that they've pulled from previous battlefields as well so there are more maps here um and plus breaking down the bigger maps to the smaller maps etc etc there's a lot more variety now they're going to continue to add they've already come out and said that the portal like steel was talking about this is now more of a games as a service this is a halo infinite style um battlefield minus the campaign stuff where they're going to be able to add and continue to add to this game mm-hmm. so they are going to bring back more maps and let me tell you something they've got a you know they've got uh, the former dice la team working on the portal and the hazard zone stuff and they were in charge of bringing those old maps up to date with the new frostbite engine oh my god they did it look, right look frostbite got a bad rap because ea was forcing frostbite down every dev's throats right. uh whatever game they were working on until uh obviously uh respawn said yeah no we're not going to use frostbite okay and they came out with jedi followed order and, and right. the rest is history but when you so frostbite got a bad rap frostbite though for those that weren't old enough to remember when frostbite was first created and when they came out with battlefield it was amazing frostbite, it's amazing and now this new one is absolutely stunning. I've posted screenshots. You can go on my Twitter, see the screenshots from the Series X version of this game. This game is gorgeous. There are times when it's downright stunning to look across the field and see what you're seeing. Like we both just mentioned when Steel was talking, there are some times where the draw distance, as far as detail goes, is lacking. Mm-hmm. Yes. But for the most part, overall, the game is simply beautiful. It and it, it it it's crazy it going back to Bad Company 2, my favorite game, the game I've been clamoring for a remake on, it or I've been amazing. clamoring for a Bad Company 3, right? That that was the game I put, I don't know how many hundreds, possibly a thousand plus hours into Bad Company 2 back in the day. Multiplayer. Okay, right. I played the campaigns too because the campaigns were fantastic. I wish they would bring them back. But anyways that's besides the point multiplayer wise that's my favorite battlefield to come back in and be dropped into the couple of classic bad company two maps and go oh my god i remember this and holy shit this is absolutely gorgeous like that was just an amazing feeling to have that nostalgia wash over you 
but for to have those maps updated with the current frostbite engine to look the way they do now you know that's a different type of experience for us uh you know again the fanatics who played those maps non-stop that was awesome and then to be able to go in and again portal allows you to set it up the way you want to so you can have battlefield 2042 specialists which is what they call you know the classes now right. specialists you can have those come into the older maps or you can just play straight bad company two classes on those old maps as well and that's what we did the first time that opening night and to go into my sniper class deal again this is a small thing this is small but to also, go into my sniper yeah. go into my sniper class and be able to select mortar and hmm. to be able to call in a mortar strike yo <laughs> i can't even explain how excited it was if you were watching mastery and you would hear me going like a little kid again uh just you know, just so giddy over the fact that I could call in mortar strikes again with my sniper class. That is one of the biggest things I, that was the most fun when you got those people hiding out in buildings or you got those snipers up on the mountains and you just can't get to them because they're hiding behind the rocks and you call in that mortar strike on them. There's no better feeling right. when you take out a tank that is sitting back and just crushing your team nonstop with shelling and you drop that mortar strike on him right on his head or her head. Yo, there's no better feeling, at least for me. So that was just absolutely an amazing moment. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, the guns feel great. Again, yes, there. From time to time, I have had some some hit detection problems. Um, it doesn't seem like it's spot on. However, for the most part, I've had nothing but great runs. You can definitely feel the difference from gun to gun to gun. The sound is off the charts, as Battlefield sound always is, especially playing with headphones or a home theater system that is set up for it. Absolutely incredible, amazing sounds. The Frostbite engine hitting on all cylinders when it comes to graphics. Again, the vegetation, it's the little things. Like we've seen the Call of Duty Vanguard vegetation. For you people out there who haven't been looking, um, you've seen it. It looks like it's from previous gens okay when you get into a battlefield game and the grass and the trees are moving because of the storms coming in and they're moving in an organic type of way when you've got a plane that gets really low to the ground some of those crazy pilots out there and he comes across some of that high grass field and he goes by and that grass moves or those trees are you know moved by that airplane right in an organic way that's part of that. That immersion, is dope. Right? Yeah, that is that, dope. That, that, that is something family. special, man. Yeah. And the rain, Jasper, shout out to Jasper Gaming, who games with us as well. And he's on uh, Fun Pop with Mav. He was in nice. there. Uh, he was the first one to know. Well, he was playing a separate match while we were getting set up. Right. But he was the first one to notice it. And then later on, when we got into one of the storm um, areas and the rain started coming down, but he told me about this while we were in chat. You get into a rainy area where it's raining. First of all, the rain looks fantastic. The rain hits, the rain builds up. Your gun gets water on it, and you can see the water droplets run down your gun. Look, <laughs> that attention to detail is a dice specialty, and it right. shows up here. The water reflections, you and I both steal the water yes. reflections, the water movement, oh, God, how it yeah. displaces when you're driving a tank through the river or when you're walking through the river. Right. Excellent shadows shadows from your character casting onto the sand as you're running across sand dunes mm -hmm. right awesome really amazing work there as well is it perfect 
no, it's not perfect. But guess what? It's just part of that immersion. You don't get in every first person shooter. Mm -hmm. So that's the stuff that's hitting for me. Uh, this is a game that will be in my rotation for a very long time to come, especially since they are already talking about updating it. Um, and as Matt Burns said in the chat as well earlier, and I was going to bring this up, there is a day one patch. Again, we're yes. playing early access. We're yep. playing early access. So we didn't get the patch, the day zero patch, day one patch, whatever you want to call it. Yep. We did not get that yet. Guarantee Tough you keep in mind. a lot of this stuff was going to be fixed, right? Yep. So yep. a lot of stuff could be fixed. A lot of stuff we're talking about right now could be updated and fixed because what we saw from the version, the beta version to now Completely has been different. night and day. Yeah. Right, right. So if this patch is another big patch that they've been working on to fix the rest of it, look, we could be talking about next week when this launches, uh, you know, of one of the better Battlefield launches that we've had Proof. since Battlefield 3, right? Nice. And that that that's saying a lot because that's going back through a lot of different yeah. versions of Battlefield. Um, so again, all I'm saying here is you got a 10-hour free trial plus, right? right through if you've got Game Pass. Right. You get that, right? If you've got PC and you've got the EA Play, whatever it is, um, you get that. So try it out. No risk. Jump into it. See if you like it. If you have any inkling, don't listen to all the garbage that came out of the beta. And please, there is a lot of just BS being thrown out. This kind of that yeah. cyberpunk situation where it's become cool to hate on Battlefield right now in a lot of ways because of the because of how it that. showed. It's not like that anymore. Okay. It's in a much better position. It's not perfect. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's the, you know, the, the most polished first person shooter I've ever played. Hell no. We got that in Halo. Okay. Halo fighting ruined a lot of games because Halo fighting's so polished. It, it was crazy. Right. So it ran so well. But what you are going to get out of this is that only in battlefield experience. Yes. Those moments are happening already. I'll just end it with this. Last night we were playing in a 1942 uh, map. Which map was it? It wasn't. Uh, oh God. What was it? Dang it. I can't think of it. Anyways, it's a snow map, world war two setting. So you got ah. the little, you know, the little stone, uh, cot, you know, stone, stone houses, stone buildings set up. You got a bridge, small Creek running through it. Uh, you know, attackers on one side, defenders on the other side, right? You wind up straight up in a real like saving private Ryan moment. We wound up in this match with full, we were 32 versus 32. So it wasn't right. even the 128, 32 versus 32, but we wound up defending that bridge steel. It became a classic battlefield moment. Yeah. Literally 32 people wind up each side trying one area just yep. all funneling to, to one yep. area trying and they are trying to push through and we are defending and it is just constant machine gun fire there's explosions going off there you know you just can't get those out of every game again no, you can't you can't you can't you don't get that in call of duties you don't you get those in the campaign moments but mm -hmm. this happens real time in multiplayer in Battlefield all the time. You wind up in those spots where it is just such chaos. Everybody in our party, we had, what, 11, 12 people yeah. in the party last night, pretty much shut up. And we were all just focused on defending and trying to push them back. And they were trying to come across. And it was just all out chaos. And that's what I love about Battlefield. You just don't get that everywhere. Right. Big team battle in Halo gives you those moments at time right. from time to time. But it's love not like that, that about 
it's but not it's not like, like that. that. It's not like that, man. You got guys dropping oh, bodies, God. dropping people. You know, people, people pulling out, pulling out the uh, the defibs and bringing people back to life. You got people tossing out ammo packs everywhere. Everybody's just you're, you just hear screams. You hear everything. It's so immersive that you get lost in it sometimes, and it just it gets so sweaty, so yeah. quick in a battlefield game. Uh, those are the moments I live for. So yeah, try it out if you get a chance. Don't be square, scared off by all the BS. There is a lot of BS. Yes, there are some issues, but there's a lot of people being overly dramatic with the BS, just hating the hate in a lot of ways. Um, it's not for everybody. I get that. I'm not saying everybody it's always been that play way. It, but it's that's the way it is. But if you have any interest in Battlefield, it is a great experience right now, and it's only going to get to be, get better. As as fun speculation always likes to say, if there's one thing we know about dice. Right. We've seen it game after game after game. They never give up on that game. They, they will fix it. Like I said, you go play Battlefield five today versus how it started. Huh. Yeah. Yo, it's completely different game. OK, they did all the work. They never gave up on it. Even when their player base was dwindling, they kept putting work into it, putting out updates, all that good stuff. They will fix whatever they need to fix to get this game to a good spot. I just hope it's sooner than later. Because you talked about steel, and we talked about it here. I'm worried. I don't want this to be the last battlefield. Right. I don't want it to get shelved in the future. I, I want them to continue on, especially with how they've got this set up where they can continuously expand it out. Mm -hmm. It gives you everything you want. You can play the new stuff, play all the storm effects, or you can go back and relive your battlefield three, your 1942, your bad company two days. Exactly. All in the same game which is incredible. And like I said, I have not touched the hard zone yet. I, so I'm not going to speak on it, but if that, game, if that is also fun, you got another mode that is great and specific right. for, you know, whatever you're feeling that day to play, mm -hmm. that's what you can do. And you can make it your own. Again, I was playing 1942 maps with current day people, right. With current day specialists. Right. And they were looking absolutely gorgeous. You know, and then I went back and I actually had a classic map yesterday afternoon where it was just straight up 1942. We were playing, you know, Nazis versus allies straight up. And it was the old school guns. And I didn't even mind it because it was just part of the greater experience. I knew I was going to be moving on to a different experience right after that. And it felt great to still be there. So that's what forced. I'm talking about. Battlefield gives you the full package. Yeah, it doesn't have the campaign. Understand if people are kind of upset about that. I get it. Uh, but again, any inkling try it if if worse comes to worse you have so much to play right now and you're just saying that nah, not going to hop in the battlefield i understand cool. look yeah. about six months from now it's probably going to drop into game pass three at play no matter what so i i you know you're going to have an opportunity down the road just don't dismiss it because it is worthwhile to go experience it so that's all i'll say no, and you're speaking 100% facts right there, man. Again, um, you have that trial. If you have access to it, if you got Game Pass, if you got EA Play Pro, jump into it, give it uh, a shot, see what you think, and see what, um, if you have server issues, and you have server issues. Don't just sit there and have server issues for 10 hours, though. You're wasting your experience. That's not being wise with your time, right? Just because you have it doesn't mean you need to sit there and go make a sandwich and go make a full on five course dinner while you're sitting in a lobby waiting to connect and then complain that you don't have enough time to actually jump into a match like that's not that's a personal problem <laughs> you know what i mean like it's just again jump into it if you're interested 
it's it's battlefield man <laughs> i mean it, it's evolved um compared to its competitors right now yeah i'd personally i'd rather play that than apex <laughs> i'd rather play that than warzone i'd rather play that than call of duty vanguard so if that should at least gives you some perspective it's it, right Did now Vanguard even come out yeah um, nobody's talking about it. right now crazy. right now that's where the, that's where the space is right now it's halo battlefield time halo battlefield time and they're so different from one another that they can't thrive in the same space correct so and that's perfectly fine so with that being said yeah speaking of halo yeah <laughs> speaking of halo and by the way 108 Woo! dragons what is going on my god Lemon. we gotta hey, hop in some, some people we got a lot of people in here. we, we, we do gotta, we gotta shout out some people we gotta shout out some people yeah. this morning uh, i want to start out with, with 108 dragons shout out to the dragons and tv going live tonight um Man, I, I love I love those guys over there, man. Uh, he's a battlefield guy, yeah. through and through. What a way to battlefield guy too. We need to get Hell together, yeah. man. You got to hit up me yeah, and Paul, man. We got to run it, yep. man. Since you really about that shooter life. <laughs> uh, but now, with that being said, retro nerd, what's going on, UK lad? Nix has been in the chat, just popping off, giving getting into the topics, just giving his opinions in out there, and I'm loving it. Keep going, keep doing your thing, Nix. Hey, Nick, you like Vanguard, man? That That's awesome, brother. I, I, I'm really happy. I, I joke because nobody's talking about Call of Duty, which is like crazy. Like, I know it's I'm out not. there and people have been posting some stuff, but it's just crazy. I'm not down in the game at all. Call of Duty fans are Call of Duty fans. Call of Duty has created a franchise that has tested, uh, gone through the test of time uh, and is still here rocking and rolling. So, again, no, nothing but love to Call of Duty. I just think it's crazy how few people are talking about it this year. That's all. No, that's it's, a fact. It's odd. It's odd. It's a, there's a change in the tide, and hopefully it changes yeah. for the better because uh, Call of Duty yeah. needs to Competition be better. Competition is good. Competition is good. We need that Battlefield Call of Duty battle. Yeah. Cod needs to Every be year because they pushed each other to different levels. Yeah. And even though they're different style games, they still pushed each other. Yep. So uh, I hope that comes back again. HR Bomber, what is good? Matt Barnes, Lady Foxfire was in, got in the house. Muppet has been in here. He said every time we say organic, he's going to knock a beer back. I right, man. Hopefully you get drunk enough no. tonight. Oh, uh, we got might. enough beers. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. Uh, who else we got in here? Uh, we're scrolling on up. We're scrolling on up Fat here. Boy we got Horror Jordan. just showed up here too. Fat Boy Sly Horror. Crow. Okay. Sly Crow. Fuzzy yep. Belvedere, my Suko, what's oh, going on? K-Mega, 405, coming live from the 405. Awful Grim Bones, what's going on? Uh, who else we got in here, man? We got the General C, was in here rocking and rolling. Rick Payne, I know I saw my guy. I know it wasn't Fran Stanley oh, Francois, yeah. but I know I saw no. Joe Dunmore. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Pie Confusion, what's going on? Uh, who else? Who else we got in here, man? If you're still live... Keep Crazy Louie, K-Mega jumped in here. Still, Six Slayer showed up. Still in here oh, live man. getting it in. Let us know in the chat, man, so we can yeah. give you a give you a shout-out as we roll into this Halo topic. Because, Rescue uh, Squad Culp is in the house. K.S. Sante jumped in here. Ooh. Him and Everborn. Shout they out did, to both they did, they did, actually. Nah, Omar showed up in here. Victor Click, of course. ATL, my friend who was complimenting me on my Compton's most wanted reference the other night on Twitter when I popped in a little San Andreas. Yeah. I didn't even mention that, but I did pop that in. I've literally sat in the car steel for thir- almost, almost a half hour, just listening to music. Oh, like God. I didn't move. I didn't, like, I didn't play the game. I just sat there and listened to Los Santos 
Oh my God, man! It brought me so far back. Oh, that good be good. They definitely had good music, <laughs> but in, the, in that time, yeah. uh, country yeah. gentleman, what's going on? Uh, Dan oh, the man Cunningham gentleman. said he's listening in. Hey, oh, man, yeah, Dan the man. Look, I greatly appreciate you all for being here, man. Again, tune in to the Living Split Screen Morning Show, where we go live every nine a.m. Central, ten a.m. Eastern, and three p.m. UK time. And with that being said. I think it's about time we get into this Halo thing, man. Uh, there is some interesting <laughs> things happening behind the scenes as far as Halo possibly having a early release. And we're of a couple minds. Uh, I know a lot of people were saying, hey, well, you know, they said something about a flight and, and everything else. But from what we're hearing behind the scenes, um, Xbox has their 20th anniversary. And we'll probably jump into that right after we talk about the Halo whole Halo thing. Uh, because you gotta gotta talk about the the heavy hitter before you get into the rest. But on the anniversary, we were told in the background um, by people like Jess Corden, um, shout out to him, shout out to Rand, uh, and other magnificent people within the community uh, that are definitely tuned in. That dealer 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 did drop a hint on it also um, that we should be tuned into the show on Monday. Uh, because it's an anniversary event there's supposed to be a lot of big things coming uh we're seeing a lot of things getting some updates in the background uh some older back some back compact games are starting to get updates rolling in there's a lot of things that are leading credence to some crazy things going on in here and that's going to build up for me anticipation for the future right and kind of show the bigger picture of what xbox is trying to bring to the table of what gaming really right now is bringing to the table as far as the not only from an offering standpoint but also from a value standpoint right the news of halo (laughs) dropping no i want i gave a dramatic pause Um, okay all right (laughs) the new the news of halo dropping on the 20th anniversary has always been before it was kind of like the oh that would be the in a perfect universe is exactly how i would want to line up uh 20th anniversary of xbox they do a show they release halo and all is well and good and we ride off into this beautiful sunset with no problems and then they came out with the date of december 8th and said ah well you know and so it kind of changes it a little bit and i can at least for me and i was like all right well that's still fine it's still coming out this year still the 20th anniversary of xbox um Still coming out the same year. That's perfectly fine. Hey, take your time. Work on the game. Cool. Uh, I've even taken off some time off of work for this whole Halo thing. Uh, because that's how serious I am about, about Halo and everything. Uh, along with, I got some other things going on in the background. But uh, with that being said, the news of Halo being possibly... Even if it is just a multiplayer, I kind of, I'm leaning more on the fence. I was telling Paul this in the background. I'm leaning more on the fence of it being the full game. And I'll dive into that for, and I'll dive into that for a minute. Because I want to touch on the multiplayer itself. If they release the multiplayer, it being free to play, meaning you don't have to put any andies up for it, no money, nothing. You just got to download it. It opens it up already to an audience that it didn't have before, especially with it being available on two different platforms, at least at at least at, at this point, if they decide to do it. I don't I don't know if cloud is going to be uh, if they put cloud up on early access to who knows they might they might. But. You have a guaranteed way to 
not only bring in an audience, but gather the attention of the world, not only on your show, but then to turn around and say, hey, if you love multiplayer, Halo's available to you right now, the multiplayer at least. That would drive Game Pass sales up by itself because people would be so enticed by the multiplayer, it being free to play. You're like, man, what's that campaign going to look like? Man, I got to experience the campaign now. So you're either going to buy the game or you're going to get into Game Pass because that's what being in a service does that gives you options. It's the whole point of it. I told Paul in the background, if Halo releases on uh, on this coming up Monday, I'm probably going to cry in the corner. Uh, just because that is just my level of, of anticipation. That's how much I love the series and how much I care about it dropping. Um, again, Halo is one of those iconic series for me that I grew up with. I played with my father, played in, in tons of LAN parties. And I, there's a, millions of people probably have this story, which speaks volumes by itself right that the, the memories that people have with this and then the experience that we recently have with the recent flights and everything have done nothing but bring those memories back to the forefront again to tie battlefield into it the same thing that battlefield was able to do that we all thought it could not get back to this point everybody said even with battlefield halo especially though because halo's not multi-platform is Oh, the game is dead. Can't evolve anymore. Need to get rid of it. Oh, no, nobody wants to play. Nobody cares about that shit anymore. Who, who, who plays Halo? Spartans who? And then all of a sudden, you have all this hype that is generated, all this um, mass, <laughs> mass of people that are like, can't do nothing but talk about Halo, whether it's positive or negative. And it's been kind of that way since we saw the whole Craig thing last year uh, with the trailer that they showed us last year with the campaign and everything. They, Xbox has one of those opportunities here to really shift the mindset of the community, especially when you see certain things going on uh, within that are kind of marketing ploys, honestly, uh, like their Xbox social net site crashing or it not being uh, available anymore, for an example. There's a bigger play at hand, and they're really looking to use their IP to a different advantage than I think most people are probably anticipating. Because I can tell you right now, if they change the December 8th date and they shadow drop the game on Monday, it's going to turn the world on its head and the world's going to go up in flames because people aren't going to be able to control themselves. We can see the biggest influx for a single IP in the last 20 years, honestly. If you really think about Halo, you look back at the history and you see the attention that Halo was garnered, especially around two or three. Let's, let's forget the other ones in between. But we're talking about prime Halo, two, three, when everybody was involved. And this is back then before social media was even such a big thing as it is now. Halo Infinite has a chance to do the same thing, but on a grander scale, especially being in a digital era, giving people more accessibility to it than ever. And that's what gets me excited, along with what we've seen from the campaign, along with all the info that we keep getting, along with uh, Microsoft seemingly to be on this path of making sure that they're going to hit the in gaming industry and turn everything on its head seemingly. 
as we move forward because they understand the digital era kind of ploy, I should say. So, Pong, I want to pass it off to you. I know I'm excited for Hale, um, and I know it releasing early is nothing but, it's going to be nothing but a benefit to me. Uh, it's probably going to be nothing but a benefit to a million of people, right? Oh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. that's just my hype. That's just me. How do you feel as someone who's not an avid Halo fan? Um, I mean, yeah, you enjoy Halo, but it's not your like your bread and butter. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. How do you feel about this entire situation? Is there some kind of could, is there some possibility here with them changing the date uh, from December eighth? Could they release the full game uh, of this coming up Monday? Is it just going to be multiplayer again? Like me and you talked about in the background, it's not a flight. I want people no. to get that out of their head right now. They're not going to do a flight on a Monday or announce a flight on a Monday for it to be the, the next weekend. We're getting too close to launch at this point. And from the last flight that we played, I don't think the game needs another flight. The multiplayer is ready. How do you feel about this entire situation? Um, yeah. Do you think it's going to actually benefit Xbox and yeah. yeah. their 20th anniversary? Or what do you think is going on, man? Talk to me. Yeah, so this has been in the works for a long time. This smoke has been out there that, you know, again, shout out to Rand, uh, Xbox two yesterday. He admitted yesterday that he's been hearing about it for over a month or about a month. Okay. In the background that something was going to like, this was going to happen. Um, this really came to a head, just to give people context yesterday. There's been a lot of, uh, again, there's different types of smoke. Sometimes it's really thick and sometimes it's, it's just thin little, little, little wisps of smoke. And for the most part, it's been thin, um, you know, whispers here and there, whatever else. It, really what set this off was Nate to hate. Uh, again, Rand gave him props. Um, I don't, I, I personally don't I see them know him or I haven't watched him, but I guess he's really big into switch uh, Nintendo side of things. Uh, but he's got, he does get information. He does go down that road where he does get leaks and that kind of stuff. Right. And Rand gave him props and Rand doesn't give everybody props. Rand said on the show yesterday that he does know what he's talking about. So that if he's saying it, that means he heard something, you know, Rand prefaced that by saying better not be wrong about this one. Cause you don't want that halo hate. Right. So this isn't something most people would never put themselves out there unless they really have solid information but nate the hate did drop on twitter he he posted um yesterday what better way to celebrate the anniversary of xbox than with a birthday surprise i can independently confirm and share with you today that halo infinite multiplayer will be made available on monday november 15th suit up spartans so again full out there he's putting it out there the multiplayer is coming um so, you know, again, as a casual Halo fan, I'm excited. I'm just excited for all my friends, you know, all my brothers, all my sisters out right. here, like you, Steel, that have been waiting on this for so many years. Like I was waiting on Battlefield mm -hmm. for this Halo experience. And obviously, Xbox has done a fantastic job when they made the decision to delay it a year. This past year, they have done really, really well with maintaining and actually increasing the hype for Halo even more so, ramping it back up to this point. So I said it before, if I was Phil, I dropped the nuke on Monday. I, I, I said it like, you know, every award show, you know, the people that are there always get gift baskets, right? So what, what they're doing for the anniversary of not just Halo, but of Xbox would be to give a gift to all of their fans who have been through um, this past year of waiting by dropping the Halo multiplayer, right? right? 
Now, if it was me, I would drop the whole package. If it's ready to rock and roll. Uh, also, for people who may not know, uh, this has been put out there. Again, we'll never know because the NDAs are so ridiculous on this kind of stuff. But the word is out on the street. I've seen it posted in certain circles on Twitter. Uh, the media that got access to that four-hour mm-hmm. demo of Halo Infinite that we kind of saw the previews, Game Informer, IGN, et cetera, yeah. they actually have the full campaign, okay? They, they have the full deal, okay? And they're able to play it. Um, so, again, they were only allowed to talk about the first four hours uh, for obvious reasons, of course. It's not review time. Um, so it's if it's that to that point and the campaign's done the multiplayer we obviously know is polished and ready to rock and roll again there, there that that question was answered months and months and months and months ago right if that's the case i just drop it all and i say guess what game pass uh game pass subscribers uh get to play it right and you guys get the access to both the campaign and the multiplayer right now starting with the show okay and you get you get it all right by the way, for those of you that don't have it, don't have Game Pass, you can subscribe, you can get in. Uh, if you still choose not to subscribe to Game Pass, guess what? We've got a package deal for you, much like, uh, you know, Forza Horizon 5. Um, you know, you can buy in and get early access as well if you want to pre-order right now, okay, to the multiplayer, right? And I think that would drive from a business standpoint, obviously drive people. Now, they don't have to do that, and I don't personally think the campaign comes to, uh, on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they hold the campaign until the 8th. Um, I think they give, uh, but they do open up the multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Again, multiplayer is going to be free to play, like Steve was talking about. When it drops officially on December 8th, everybody, the brothers, mothers, sisters, uncles, cousins, everybody, grandmas, are going to be able to jump into Halo multiplayer, whether you have Game Pass or not right? You don't need gold. You don't, you're just going to be able to download the game like Fortnite and play. Yep. Okay. So that's going to be the drill there. So what you do, I think is again, offer game pass subscribers, the option to play. Um, and you allow them to jump in early because that's going to push, make no mistake. Yeah. A lot of people sit here and say, I can sit here and say as a casual, Halo fan, it's only three weeks. Like if I was in that boat, like, mm-hmm. but I really, but there's going to be plenty of people whose friends that that Forza Horizon 5 effect is going to be multiplied because this is Halo, where friends start playing Halo multiplayer, start ranking up, start already getting going on that, you know, that rank up and, and yeah. just having fun. And that word of mouth is going to spread like wildfire. Because again, we are in a bubble. We hear about this stuff, but the masses don't know this is happening. So even Good though point. we, Thank we you. have we have this smoke. Thank you. Like we uh, we get it because we're like here every day reading news, talking about it, blah blah blah. We get it, right? We see it, but the masses still don't. Exactly. So Monday's going to come as a surprise. Exactly. Monday's going to come as a big surprise. We saw Good yesterday stuff. just from the little bit that was happening that it was already trending. Yep. When Xbox Twitter went down yesterday, and I said, you know, that could be part of the marketing conspiracy. I thought it was a great ploy. I thought they were going to leave it down most it's still of the trending right now and bring it up. Yeah. And I thought they were going to bring it back up on Sunday, but it turned out that maybe Stein, good old Steinekin, uh, over on the Xbox side did, uh, just did accidentally push a button. I don't know how that happens, what he was doing, 
but maybe he did make an honest mistake because they brought it back up last night. I had said on Xbox ultimate last night, if it did run through, if we didn't see it come back live until Sunday or Sunday night leading into Monday morning, that it was absolutely a marketing ploy to get things trending because that's how you you're again, you're getting hype because people are talking about you nonstop, which we've seen Xbox do brilliantly for this past year, especially control every almost almost control every single news cycle. Right. And that's what they're doing here. So I thought that might be part of it, but it looks like it probably wasn't part of it. But again, it's still trending now, just talking about it. So now that word of mouth is starting to spread. Now you see it. You haven't seen anybody from Xbox come out. You haven't seen anybody from 343 come out and squash these rumors. They know that's here, right? They know these rumors. They watch social media. We know that they have, they're way too connected to the community to not know what's being spread right now, what's being talked about. None of them are coming to shut it down. Greenberg right. isn't doing his, hey, no, we don't want, you know, we don't want that out there. We don't want people's expectations to be too high on Monday. He already did that saying we weren't going to have any new game release, new, new game announcements, right? Mm-hmm. But not, nobody's been out there stopping this. They want that talk because, again, that word of mouth spreads out. The masses have no idea. Yep. A lot of the masses may not even know there's a celebration going on Monday. Right. But now guess what's going to happen? People are starting to start hearing about it. And then for all the rest that are still so far out or just don't care enough that don't watch it, their friends are going to explode everywhere on Facebook, on Twitter saying, Oh my God, Halo multiplayer is available today. Oh my God. Early access game pass. You got game pass jump in here. They're going to hop online after work, see all their friends playing Halo multiplayer and going to be like, what? Wait, that's not coming till December. Guess what's going to happen? They're going to be like, what? Wait, I've got Game Pass. I can download it. That is what happens. That ripple effect goes out, spreads like wildfire. And now all of a sudden that Halo hype is at full swing almost a month all early. It takes. All it takes. Almost a month early from where they were going to. Guess why they're doing it? Black Friday is two weeks away. We were just yep. talking about it. Yep. Black Friday is two weeks away. That holiday season, their competition doesn't have anything xbox is going for again this is not the xbox of old this is not the xbox of xbox one generation this is a new game Mm -mm. and they are going to crush they are trying to crush again not that they want sony to die off but they are grabbing back all that mind share that they lost they're pushing it (laughs) they're pushing it and they're going to use every advantage and this is an advantage that they are the this is a unique advantage that only they hold right now in this space with a title, a franchise like Halo, as iconic as Halo is, billion dollar franchise that they can turn around, that people have been getting so hyped for for so long. They can turn around, take that year off, and then double and then come back even stronger the following year, coming into the most important season. And go ahead and push. What do they want to push right now? They're not pushing hardware. Hardware, you can't find it. They're pushing Game Pass. Yep. They're pushing Game Pass subscriptions. And guess what? We were just talking about Battlefield, how it was performing on the Xbox, the older generations. Mm-hmm. Look, the flightings prove that it's running really well, even on the Xbox One VCR. Yep. Even on the original Xbox. 100%. Yeah. Was it the same? No, it wasn't the same. But guess what? It was beyond acceptable okay there were people literally saying they were having a good time on the old xbox 
That's what this, this halo means. They can go ahead and do something like this. The internet's going to explode. Podcasts are going to explode. The ripple effect already has started, but it's going to expand exponentially when that hits. And all of a sudden, halo is going to be being talked about all this month, all this month through everybody's shopping period. Everybody's talking about it. Up till December 8th, when the campaign officially launches as well, guess what? People are having such a great time in multiplayer that all of a sudden that campaign, which is not free to play, by the way, unless you have Game Pass, which you do have to purchase, all of a sudden that becomes that that becomes a must-buy at that mm-hmm. point. Because now you're going to say, well, now I got to play the campaign. Now, yeah. I, now I got to get, I got I to go see what chief is doing. Man. Right. I got to go. I got to go find out what happens to the story. Oh, we got co-op coming. Oh my God. I've had so much fun with all my friends in multiplayer. Oh my God. I can't wait till that co-op drops next year. I'm going to be want, I want to know what happens in the story. And then I'm going to be able to jump back in this kind of open world with the campaign, with my co-op, with my friends. Oh man, I'm all about this. This is going to be freaking fantastic. That's what you do. This is the perfect storm right now. Call of duty. Like we just talked about. Yes, it's still selling. Again, that's without a doubt, but it is a down year for Call of Duty. I don't think anybody in their right mind can deny that Call of Duty is not as hyped as it normally is at this point. Call of Duty is a down year. Battlefield is trying to come back. The King, I said this uh, the other night on PM and the PM, this is like Godzilla. All the the monsters are fighting amongst each other. The King is rising out of the ocean to come and remind everybody who is king of the monsters in this case who is king of first person shooters yeah you guys are all cute the only reason why you're all here on console is because we did it first halo is coming back to reclaim that throne and this is the perfect perfect storm for this to happen in and i think that they do it still i think it makes sense they drop the multiplayer again i don't think the full i would do it i would do the full boat and just blow everybody up but i I, i'm not gonna probably not gonna do that no. I, but multiplayer on Monday, I think is happening. I think we're at, we're at a 90% right now, uh, chance of this happening on Monday. Um, I'm kind of sad. I got to be at the office. I'd love to be uh, hopping on boom shows and stuff and talking about this when it does, because this is going to be a great moment mm-hmm. that we look back on. If halo again, puts everything together, which everything we're seeing right now leads us to believe that 343 is putting back, putting together one of the most complete Halo packages of all time. This is going to be a moment we remember where we're like, damn, Phil was not joking around. Phil and his team, that marketing team knew exactly what they were doing, and they just used that, that anniversary celebration to really really cement themselves this generation because halo is going to be something that carries them along with all the other stuff they got going on halo is still that pillar franchise and now it returns to form and carries them through this holiday season riding a huge wave into 2022 when they really start getting ramped up this is just the tip forza horizon 5 forza horizon 5 should show you that they're onto something Forza Horizon 5, again, fantastic game. Shout out to Playground. Deserves all the credit and more. Should be nominated for Game of the Year this year. Mm-hmm. But their previous Forza Horizon, it's not like Forza Horizon just came out of the blue. Forza Horizon 4, 4 was rated just as highly as Forza Horizon 5 was. Forza Horizon 3 was a 91 as well. Forza Horizon has been around here, but guess the difference now is 
Xbox is in a different position. Xbox is no longer the underdog that it was last generation. Xbox is no longer taking those hits and the media and everybody else picking up on that energy. And they're now spreading the word as well to the masses. Hey, you got to play these games over here. For last generation, it was, yeah, no, great game. Forza Horizon, great game. But nobody was talking about Xbox. Nobody was saying, hey, got to go get an Xbox to play these games. Nobody was doing that last generation because Xbox wasn't cool last generation, right? That mind share wasn't there. The difference is this generation, it's all coming back and they're putting it all together. So now you see a Forza Horizon drop. Yeah, Game Pass is in a totally different spot than last gen as well, which helps. Right. But I saw people claiming that they had never or ever really interested in racing games plugging into Forza Horizon 5 and saying, I love this game. The same thing's going to happen with Halo. All those people are saying, ah, Halo is old, whatever. We've moved past that. We got Warzone. We got Fortnite. We got Battle Royales. Now we got all this garbage. Guess what? All those people are going to be back into Halo again once they jump back in. And that's why this is going to become even bigger. But we're seeing that effect of what Xbox has been doing uh, this generation, everything they've been doing right, yeah, sure, they haven't had the content that everybody would like to see up to this point. But starting this summer, Light Sim, Psychonauts 2, it was like this buildup, you know, beyond the third-party stuff, which they were already doing. It was like this buildup. And now we get Forza Horizon 5, over 7 million players within the first, yeah. what, four days. Right? Then all of a sudden, now you're going to drop a Halo bomb on top of them. That's it. It carries you into 2022. All that stuff starts coming out in 2022. It's over with. It, 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 you just ride that wave and you keep riding it. And all you got to do is don't trip up. Don't fall off the board while you're riding that wave, right? It's all you got to do, Xbox. And so far, there's been minor ones, minor hiccups here and there. For the most part, they've been doing it right. Monday's Monday's an important day. Monday's a special day, man. I can't wait. It's going to be fun. Yeah, man, it's, it's definitely going to be exciting. I mean, with it, again, with it being the uh, 20th anniversary of Xbox, uh, it's one of those moments to where you really have to make a iconic statement, right? Um, it's kind of like what they did. It's what kind of what they did in the back in the day, like when they brought the rock out and everything and they made, they made that iconic statement with him and they're kind of doing the same thing now. Um, I don't know if people have been seeing it, but um, yeah. the rock is on his promo campaign. Again, the rock yeah. being one of the most, uh, most popular, most iconic people in the world right now, for sure. Um, Again, repping that, repping that egg, that good old green and everything. It's just, it's, it's an interesting time because we're in, we're entering a true time of competition, right? And I feel like that's something to not lose sight of. Um, this isn't just oh, we're we're just big it up in the Xbox and it's just all about Xbox. No, it's a, the the point is the what the reason I say you have to take that RTS view is because the picture is bigger than that. Yeah. It's not just about the box anymore. It's not just about your particular console or what games you feel like are or are not getting the attention they need. Yes, we need competition, but we also need people to have their attention on these games. Yep. Because if you don't, you're not going to get certain types of games anymore. You're not. Everything can move toward, towards a multiplayer-centric gaming world, and everything will be just fine. And And then... Guess what? With that, you can still get the support for your single player games, which is where the competition comes in at. Now, will, you know, Sony eventually get to the place where they can compete on a multiplayer level too? Yes, they have a they have a game that could do it already. 
Last of Us is the most, again, one of my most amazing multiplayer experiences that I've ever had on that side of the fence. And they got SOCOM. They and they got SOCOM. I was never need. I never got deep into SOCOM. I know but, you weren't. I'm just tell. I'm just telling I, you that there's a big, there's a big iconic. enough base, right? Yeah, and they could bring it back, and it would do well. And, Sorry, and it would no. Just, you're good. You're good because you're 100 right. It's another one. They have IPs that they could bring back to really revitalize the series or just their side of gaming, a multiplayer gaming, to then be able to consistently fund what they're good at. Again. We want these companies to do what they're good at. Do do what you're uh, what you're sought out to do. So it's not always you don't always have to teach an old dog new tricks. You don't. It's exactly why Microsoft said, "Oh, we're just going to stick to service. That's what we do. Services. This. I mean, hardware is cool and all, but we do services, and that's what we're going to do. That's why Game Pass is where it's at. And this is only an opportunity to show people why game plat game pass is not just your netflix of gaming it's much deeper than that uh again ages of accessibility with that i feel like we gotta get into the 20 this whole xbox anniversary thing yeah, um yeah, other i mean other than halo right yeah, it's a celebration of Xbox. That's going to be a main thing, too. Right, exactly, exactly. Uh, and I'm, I want to dive into this just because I haven't had a personal chance to touch on, like, Elden Ring. I would love to talk talk about that also. So, But I'm not going to come from an ignorant standpoint. I've seen some uh, gameplay and everything. It looks great. Uh, so, And I'm interested in to talk to some other folks about that. By the way, catch me on Scumcast tonight, Saturday night, going live, raw and uncut. Picking it with Luca and in the in the great people on that way, but uh, we'll definitely probably get into it at that point. But we want to skip over that and just definitely dive into this the last twenty years of everything that gaming has kind of provided us, especially uh, at least on the Microsoft side of things. Um, for me, Xbox has been kind of the thing that pulled me, that showed me what multiplayer gaming was really about. Uh, the reason I say that is because, again, I come from a I come from the PC space, right? Um, my father got me into PC gaming really early on, and I've kind of been in that space ever since. I play, I've been playing Rainbow Six since like 98, 2000, and those are some experiences, especially online experiences that I will never forget. Um, especially being being online at an age I probably shouldn't have been online in a crazy era of unfiltered BS. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So um, it was a really crazy space to be in. But what Xbox did for me was I remember my father brought home that first my first OG Xbox, and we played and we played Halo. And the way that it made me feel about gaming overall at that point is the reason why I consider myself a multiplayer centric gamer. Now there is no better feeling than I've ever gotten uh, that I've ever experienced than what I've gotten from the Xbox service side of things. It's always been that way from the beginning. Uh, whether it had been Xbox Connect, which was before Xbox Live, which I was really heavily invested in, and then or going into Xbox Live. Some of the most iconic thing features, uh, some of the kind, most iconic moments to ever exist in gaming history, right? Um, 
I mean, sure, the Dreamcast had it before, having the experience, you know, bringing in the whole land experience and everything and giving you that playing 2K overseas and everything is to give you that experience. I didn't jump into it at that point. I didn't even, wasn't even aware at that point that my Dreamcast could do that. I was just, I was excited about the fucking, uh, the memory card unit that had a virtual fucking face on it. I thought that was amazing. You know what I'm saying? And even that was like a thing for me because it's not like we had all the money in the world either. So it's like, when I finally got one, I was like, man, this is the greatest thing ever. And then I got an Xbox. So it was just like, Xbox has been a pillar in my life in such a way that they have provided enough competition in the industry for me to make it viable for, for Microsoft to continue making the push that they're making. Uh, Sony has always been there uh, since the since the early times, right? Uh, at least from the early 90s and everything uh, i'm just talking about at least from my generation of course i remember sega genesis i remember the snes um but i i didn't come up with that you know what i mean like i mean yes they were around but they were like more so those were my parents those were my parents things you know what i'm saying that they kind of passed down to me and i got an experience of and then immediately after that it was like oh here's a playstation one you, you know what i mean like not soon not not too shortly after that like the the handheld whole thing like the whole game boy thing didn't last that long for me and then it went into oh here's a playstation now i'm playing rampage now i'm playing all these other excellent games that were on playstation one um that again redefined the the genre right so or just the gaming universe overall right so right right it's like coming from that aspect and then seeing xbox kind of come in as like the little brother and say hey well we're doing something different and really take advantage i that has been xbox's number one play this entire time is the is their service side of everything is their multiplayer side of everything that is like the one caveat that if there's one thing you can't talk shit about it's that you don't hear about xbox getting hacked all the time you don't hear about people having issues with the service if you need customer service oh they got excellent customer service for you now the stuff is a little more ai well not ai driven but automated and everything so it's kind of gotten kind of went downhill a bit for sure um i miss the xbox of old and this is, I say up old, and this is like a couple years ago where you could call 1-800-XBOX or whatever the case might be, and or 1-800-MY-XBOX, and somebody would pick up and handle whatever problem you had, right? That was an amazing thing, uh, especially yeah, in the Xbox 360 years when you that's had to gone. replace that, when you had to replace well, yeah, that. Well, yeah, they kind of had death. to do that, right? Because they had a few calls coming in. <laughs> yeah, every exactly. once in a while. Yeah, every, every once in a while. Every once in a while. But just seeing how customer facing and how consumer facing Xbox has been over the last 20 years and then the IPs that they have put out, taking in consideration they've only had the max of seven studios up until recently is a dumbfounding thing to think of especially when you look at your competition having some of the greatest ips in existence and you still find some way to put a foothold in the market to where you can't get pushed out like no matter how good PlayStation does, they can't. You can't push Xbox out. It's too. You can't, and that's crazy because they came in afterwards off the heels of Dreamcast. That's that's cra crazy. They have to, think to take about. themselves out. They they have to take. That is a crazy thing to think about, right? So, yeah. for me, yes, it's about the games, but it's also about the overall feeling the experience the the time 
the effort that has been put into this into these last 20 years for me personally as i've seen it grow again 20 years i'm 29 9 years old baby I, 9 years old i've been living with xbox right pc xbox just gaming overall really hitting it up upside the head and i cannot be more grateful that we have so many different avenues to get so many different experiences um whether it be on one console or the other console um whether it be a single player whether it be multiplayer whether it be co-op whether it be no matter what i'm excited that xbox is finally walking into a place to where they can really welcome the competition uh they can really step into a space to where everybody can be you know hand in hand in that we're again going into the age of accessibility to where Xbox is helping people realize that it's not just about the box anymore. And this is something that they've been kind of avid about it since 2013. Like, oh, it's not just about the box. <laughs> Stubbs Gamer said you're 29. Damn, I thought you were my age. It's like, no, Stubbs, 29, man, 29. Are you Not saying he looks old, Stubbs? It oh, might, wow. it might, might be because, wow. might because of the beard, might be because I'm bald. I don't know. Who knows? I, I thought it was a good looking gentleman, but anyway, it's a dad bod you got going on. Oh, is, man. is it the dad bod? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I like the dad bod though. You know what I'm saying? You uh, said, you said I was in college. Uh, Doom Reaper said I was in college when the first Xbox came out. See, but exactly, that, Doom. But that's exactly. the thing. Like even with people from different experiences, like that's my main point. Even with people from different experiences, even for me as a young as a as a younger dude, kind of grew up with it. You see the impact that it has made on the entire gaming industry overall, and that's what excites me about going into this twenty years of Xbox. The reason I get into my feelings about Halo is because of that. Right. It was it's a part of my childhood. And when you get those memories and they're branded in you, right, those experiences, I mean, yeah, you can have those experiences playing outside and everything. We all can reminisce on those things. But when you could do that with something that everybody had can come to a central point to everybody has a, um, a similar liking to. That's an amazing thing. And especially for people that spend their lives working on these titles for us to enjoy them and for it to get to this point again halo possibly releasing uh all these other games that this slew of games that are that are going to hit us upside the head coming into the end of the year going into next year when we thought 2022 was also going to be a dead year is an amazing thing to see that tells me competition is thriving better than ever the industry is thriving better than ever people are investing more money than they have ever had before people are seeing the the dream that is gaming people are i mean it's the same thing with anime it's opened up so many eyes to people that these things are more than just child toys these things are more than just um oh you don't take things serious there's people who who are healing these uh, themselves through gaming there's people who you escape from their worlds to enter these gaming spaces and that's what makes this thing so amazing for me uh and i want to so i want to pass this off the pong man uh i know i kind of touched on what it meant for me it's not really about yeah. the games and everything sure we could talk about um all the classic games that have come out over the years for xbox but to me it's more so about the feeling the memories the the reason that i am a gamer why i still kind of consider myself more of a console gamer to this to these days uh than a pc gamer even though i'm i'm a gamer overall right um but we all have our kind of ways that we lean to and everything um 
like me coming from more of an a emotional side, more of a reminiscent side, and and whatnot. How would you attack this angle of this last twenty years of Xbox? What has it done for you? And even as someone who was a let's say a PlayStation guy, I mean, again, you're a gamer overall too. You've touched yeah, on PC yeah, and yeah, everything yeah. else, but yeah, someone who's really you know, it's kind of really seen this over your time in gaming. Um, again, you started with Pong, man. So seeing how gaming <laughs> has kind of evolved to now Xbox also being kind of a key part of the industry. How does that, how, what does that do for you? Um, is it the titles? Is it the feeling? Is it, what is it for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, look, so through and through, like you said, Steel, this is multifaceted. It, you know, I'm, you know, you said I'm a PlayStation guy. Yeah, I've got obviously PlayStation One, PlayStation Two were a big part of my gaming history. I was more of a Sega guy, obviously, overall. Right. And I think that the important part about look, there's it's multifaceted. First of all, I'll do the personal side of things. So for me, Xbox, and I talked about this on Xbox Ultimate because we had this discussion last night too, as well. Um, for me, Xbox, yeah, I can talk about the games too. I can talk about all the great titles that they brought out. Gears, right. you know, Gears was huge for me. Gears one oh through three God. is absolutely oh just, my and God. I know for you, it's oh even on a God. different level, uh, because yeah. you 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 were almost professional at one point. Right. So, but I can talk about all that stuff. But for me, it's because my kiddo and I, the memories that I have, because when Xbox three again, I didn't have the OG Xbox. I got my OG ah, okay. experience through friends that had it, but I was mm -hmm. still rocking my Sega Dreamcast, refusing to let it die. Sega Dreamcast <laughs> was still a big part. And obviously yeah. PlayStation 2 at the time um, was huge because I was, you know, playing, I, I was you know, I was more lone wolf back right. then than anything. Yeah, we, Dreamcast was special because I've got a lot of memories of playing with friends, you know, couch co-op and all those, you know, you know, four player split screen on a 25 inch TV. I don't know how we did it, but we did it, you know, drunk and whatever else we were at the time, we still played multiplayer that way. Right. So I've got those two and, and, and firing up the dreamcast and playing NBA 2k or NFL 2k online with somebody in New York over dial up, you know, with God knows five seconds of, uh, of lag. Right. 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 Terrible. I still have those, those first social experiences, but for me, I was still a lone wolf in a lot of ways. So PS2, you know, JRPGs and that kind of stuff that it was heavy into back then. That was my experience, but I got to experience the OG Xbox, but my real Xbox experience started with my kiddo and I, when I got the 360, because again, I don't, I don't have blind loyalty. Now, some right. people will down me for that. Some people would call me in this community. Those people that like the gatekeeper would say, I'm a flip-flopper. I'm not a flip-flopper because I wind up owning both consoles, whatever they may be, whether it was, you know, Sega, uh, and Nintendo to up to the Genesis and Super Nintendo days, I own both, you know, or whether or not it was, you know, PlayStation and Dreamcast, I own both. Mm -hmm. And then moving forward, it was, you know, PlayStation and Xbox, but I chose the 360 first because I loved what they were doing. And I obviously was, I was, we didn't have social media like we do nowadays, but there was plenty of internet activity back then there was there's chat rooms there was all that kind of stuff there was blog posts going yeah. on so i knew the problem sony was having with the cell processor i wasn't mm -hmm. down with the pricing point either that they were coming out with and that's how i always determine what console out the gate i'm going with first so i chose the 360 my kiddo was turning five when the 360 launched right so he was just coming into gaming. I had had a controller in his hand forever, but at age five, that's when he could start playing games. So between Lego games, um, be, uh, 
uh, from the time of playing Lego games with him and mm-hmm. some of those really kid friendly games with him mm-hmm. to the point where I, you know, got him up and running on a call of duty for the first time and watched him, you know, get his first snipe shot and those kind of things, you know, or to uh, Lord of the Rings battle for middle Ooh. earth and teaching him how to play an RTS at a Excellent. very young age and him being able to pick it up and run with it. Right. And being able to do that. I've got so many personal memories with my kiddo of sitting down and playing games with him. I, you know, like I said, at Xbox ultimate, you got those frustrating parent moments too. When I fire up my Xbox 360 and I figured out that he had wiped our saves. Okay. Look, teaching moment time, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah, you yeah, got, you got yeah, nah, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> Ooh, testing the patience. Let right, me tell you. Right. Anyway, but, but all those memories together, right. With my kiddo, so many laughs, so many hugs, um, you know, to the point where he got old enough when I come home from work and all of a sudden I realized that he had passed me in skill level on call of duty, right. Mm. Or, or on a battlefield when he was going, I get home from work and be like, dad, come check out this KD ratio. And I'm like, what, wait, what? And you know, he's 35 and four. And all, yeah, I'm like, you gotta be kidding me right now. Oh God. All right. All right. Kiddo got better than me. All those memories add up to a special time in my life. And at most of it, yeah, we played PS3 as well once I got the PS3, but the 360 was the main console. And mm-hmm. again, that generation Xbox was, I likened it, I liken it to what we are, again, people are either old enough not to remember what was going on at that time and never really got to experience the hype levels that was the 360, despite mm-hmm. the red ring of death, that thing kept pushing. I, it is just ridiculous how many people own the 360 at that time. Um, so people don't either realize it or have forgotten, but that's what it was like. That's what we're seeing now with Xbox, right? And when I look at this 20th anniversary, they've gone through the struggles, um, but they've built themselves into a position of power. They could have, they could have called it quits last, last gen. They almost did right there. There's plenty of talk out there that that was on the table, that they were just going to stop altogether. Right. And, and, and leave the, the industry, um, you know, maybe still make games, maybe still hold on to some studios, but the, for the most part, they were going to exit uh, stage left and be done but they built themselves now to this point with Phil and his team putting together this plan, this game pass plan, looking into the future and seeing what was coming and getting ahead of the curve. Once again, um, just like much like the OG Xbox did yeah. get to this position where they are now, now, you know, obviously they have been, but now will continue to be one of the major players in this industry, driving the industry forward. Um, so for me, that's special. Those memories with my kiddo will be a lifetime. I will take them to my grave. My last moments will include gaming memories, uh, not just of myself gaming, not of just gaming online with friends, but also with my kiddo next to me, uh, playing games and sharing that laughter and sharing that uh, love of a love of a hobby. Right. So for me, that's that's the emotional side of things. From business side of point, Xbox filled the void that Sega left. That's the most important thing to me. We need competition. I can't imagine a world where it's just Sony and Nintendo running things. I can't imagine that world because guess what? We wouldn't have this emphasis on backwards compatibility. We would not have this emphasis on the history of gaming. What we would have would be repackaged, brand new, 
you know, old titles like Nintendo likes to do uh, selling for full price, right? Right. Instead of preserving what was already there, instead of moving my purchases forward into the future, which is what Xbox is doing right now. So they filled that void that we need when Sega exited the console industry to push things in a different direction, to see gaming in a different way than Mm -hmm. maybe some of these other companies do. You need that diversity of thought in any business in order to make sure that you're not falling behind or lose sight of what it actually means. And I think that's what Xbox has done uh, to the nth degree, especially like, again, OG Xbox picked up right where Dreamcast was. Dreamcast was a way ahead of its time in so many different avenues. It was doing things that nobody had thought of. And OG Xbox showed up and did the same thing with all the features, with the hard drive, right? You know, with the internet connectivity, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. That was things that no other console maker was thinking about doing at the time, but Xbox did it and they were ahead uh, of where others were. And that pushed the industry forward. Now we see it again with X cloud. We see it again with game pass. We see it again with all of these different uh, tech side of things uh, that is moving the industry in a different direction and pushing forward. We see it with the backwards compatibility, which I already touched on preserving that content, moving it forward cross any device now we're not just talking about console generations we're talking about pc you can go ahead and play your game on xbox all of a sudden move to your pc pick up right where you left off because your saves all are there because everything is there for you we're seeing that with the cloud we're seeing that on phones now i can pick up on a game on my phone with my razor kishi right where i left off on my console no questions asked it's just there that's stuff that obviously Sony has not put in, has not implemented. That's something that obviously Nintendo has not implemented. So it takes a company like Xbox to push that narrative, that direction, that tech direction forward and make the industry better than even what it was. And so for me, that's where Xbox fits into this. Um, and they're going to be, again, the one of the drivers into the future of where we're headed. And I'm so excited because that's why we have this golden age upon us. Yes, a lot what happened in the world was also a piece of why we're here today, why the industry is so big. But Xbox is also a major piece as to where we are going because they are going to make more accessible for more people because their goal is bigger than any other game companies previous to them their goal to do the two billion three billion people laugh all you want but that goal was never has not been tried by other companies up to this point it's been capped for a long time and it's taken xbox to do attempt again whether they get there or not is not important at the end of the day what's important is that they are making the attempt because again that's why we get all this innovation in a industry that has been around for 40 years, we are now seeing innovation explode everywhere, whether it's dev tools, whether it's accessibility of the games themselves, all of that stuff plays into what Xbox is pushing. And I love it. That celebration on Monday, as much as it's going to be focused on Halo, okay, it's going to be, it's just inevitable, especially with all the rumors that Halo is going to be the talking point. Right. But I'm still interested in seeing their presentation about where they came from, how they got to now and what they see in the future. And I think we're going to get a lot of peace. We're going to get a lot on the past because we're going to see where they came from. There's going to be backwards compatibility announcements. Again, you touched on in the intro steel, um, you know, besides the smoke about halo, 
a lot of old titles have been getting backwards compat or uh, have been getting updates out of the blue. There's something going on in the background. There's been a list leaked of potential new backwards compatibility titles being added on Monday. We are going to see that they're going to start that backwards compatibility up again. Maybe they even had a breakthrough on the res boost department. Maybe we start getting res boosts on these older titles as well. It'd be interesting. That's something to see. J- Jason Ronald admitted that they've been working on it, that they've been trying to get that to happen much like they did with the FPS boost and the auto HDR. So maybe they eventually found the breakthrough on that. We're going to see some first res updates. I would love to see that again, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter whether they succeed. The, the, the point of fact is they're trying and they're trying to make sure that these older titles are in the best possible position, the best possible condition for all of us and future generations going forward. And that's huge. So I think we get that in the past. Current day stuff, obviously, again, when we get to current day, they're going to focus on all their game pass numbers. They're going to focus on how xCloud has changed everything, what they're doing to continue to make that more. Um, and then we're also going to obviously talk about Halo because it is the biggest thing. I'm sure we're, right. I'm sure we're going to get praise for the Forza Horizon numbers, uh, for the explosion that that is. But then we're going to get the Halo stuff, right, and mm-hmm. talk about Halo and, you know, the announcement that the multiplayer goes live, I think is inevitable at this point. Um, so I think we get that focus. And then I think we do get a brief look into the future. No mm-hmm. new game announcements. Aaron Greenberg made that clear. I believe them hundred percent. They're not going to talk about anything they haven't already shown. However, they've got a lot that they've shown that we haven't seen for quite a while. So take your pick avowed Hellblade Two, fable. It doesn't matter. They've got a lot that they could show off and give us a glimpse into the they future of what it's going to look like. So I think that's what you're going to see out of this show. But again, Xbox has been important to the industry from a business standpoint, from a consumer standpoint, from just a game player standpoint. And like I said, it's multifaceted because like you alluded to steel and talked about, it does get when, when you are a hardcore gamer and gaming has been a part, I've never had a moment in my life where I stopped gaming. Okay. Some people have stopped, come back, whatever the case may be. Things happen. People, things happen, but through it all, you know, through kids, through divorce, through marriage, through good times, through bad times, gaming has been there and a part of my life. And so when it is like that for you, when you get so passionate about something, it's, it, you're going to actually have that emotional attachment to it. Right. And that's why we are so involved in this. Right. And that's what drives us. But those memories, absolutely. Xbox is a gigantic part, even though I'm not the loyalist Xbox right. person out again. They got to sell me. Why do you deserve my money? Guess what? Last gen, they didn't deserve my money until about 2017, 2018. I was PlayStation again. 360, they sold me. PlayStation was saying, nah, we don't want your money. I was like, cool, not a problem. I'm going to go to 360 and then get the PS later. This generation, they resold me. They sold me starting in 2017, 2018 with Phil's vision, carried that through, done nothing but expand upon that to the point where I'm just like, and I'm sitting golden. I don't need anything more from you guys. You guys are doing great. Keep bringing it. I won't, I'll, I'll take more. But right now, I'm a happy, happy consumer. Um, but at the end of the day, it also is that I'm enjoying these games. And now look, I'm in this community, right? And I found this community. I do a lot of Xbox podcasts as well, because that's obviously my main. So, But for me, it's meant so much uh, with all those memories of my kiddo. 
that this celebration on Monday, like I said, I'm, I'm kind of upset that I'm not going to be around. I'm going to be stuck at the office, but you right. know, I'm going to be watching live. You know, I'm going to have a lot to say next week on it. So I can't wait. Monday's a big day for the gaming. It's a big, huge, gigantic day for Xbox, but it is also a big day just for gaming in general, because that's what we're here to do. We're here to celebrate. You know, when, when PlayStation hits these marks and we celebrate them, celebrate them and be just as excited because my PlayStation memories go back even further because the PlayStation has been right. around for a lot longer, exactly. you know? So exactly. it goes back even further. Uh, Nintendo. Hey, I I've got memories way back. NES and Super NES, but we're always going to celebrate this. We're always going to celebrate these moments. So yeah. And I, and I feel like that's the most, that's the most important part. I, again, why I tried to put a little more, a little bit more of a personal spin on it um, versus like really focusing on the games. Cause sure we can focus on um, so a lot of those for sure. But it's like, I mean, we talk about those all the time, man. And yeah, again like the personal side of it is what really impacts us uh within this space and how often can you say oh it's been 20 years you know i couldn't speak on the 20 years for playstation i mean i wasn't in the community then you know what i mean (laughs) it's like um and but when those events come up you definitely want to remember them for what they were and when the 30th anniversary comes up when so on and so forth when these things come up in the future um these are definitely things that you kind of want to not necessarily you don't have to pay attention to, but if it has an impact on you, uh, I feel like it's definitely important to at least talk to the people, let to the, let the people know what got you involved so people can see the perspective you come from, right? Because oh, yeah. uh, everybody has a different perspective. Everybody plays games differently. You know, there's people like Pong that like to talk shit when I play games. And then there's people <laughs> like me who, uh, who I don't really say much, but, you know, I get it in. It's just, and we have two different play styles, but we still come together as similar gamers and can enjoy an experience, right? Am I really a shit talker while gaming? You, 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 you like shit talking. You like shit talking. <laughs> you, you like shit talking. I mean, I, I guess I won't say you be shit talking, but you're definitely, you definitely be shit talking the fucking game. You be, oh, yeah. You oh, be yeah. talking shit to the oh, game yeah. for sure. Oh, yeah. 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 My, my inner funny. voice while I'm playing by myself is actually an outer voice when I've got people in chat. That it's it's so funny, funny how that works. I, I don't know why that happens, but it does. It's it, and it's an amazing thing. It's it's hilarious when you're hearing Paul just fucking complain about the fucking game treating him wrong, <laughs> and while uh, while he's doing pretty while he's doing pretty well, like don't let Paul <laughs> fool you. Like Paul is saying, yeah, I'm not as great as I used to be. Sure, but Paul, don't let Paul fool you. This man be still getting the bodies, man. Like it's crazy. <laughs> But yeah, man. Uh, again, it's an amazing time. We're we're in a, a magnificent era, age of accessibility, golden age. I still of owe you a couple from last night, by the way. Oh, for- <laughs> <A> battlefield. <laughs> when we were on opposite sides, steel. Oh shit! Hey. I didn't mean to break up your point, but look, people, steel is crazy. Oh, okay? Steel is ridiculous. For anybody who doesn't play with steel, steel is a multiplayer oh, guy. Shit. As he talks about through and through, this guy. Has more hours in multiplayer than a lot of people ever can dream of having. And he pulls off some, (laughs) like even in games he hasn't fully grasped yet or is getting used to, he still pulls off ridiculous things. And last night, legitimately, this dude, this dude, I had him dead to rights. I came in. I can, it's hard to describe because you have to be there because it's multiplayer, right? And it's one of those moments and it's visual. But anyways, I came into a building. Steel had just... uh, Steel had just knocked off Gaming Forte, right? I saw I, I saw the name pop. He just knocked off Gaming Forte. He wasn't even looking at me. He was back, almost back turned to me. I walk in, fully cocked, locked, and ready to rock. Sights up, and I start firing. 
And this man, I'm putting body <laughs> shots on him. This man does a halo jump, which I freaking hate. It's one of the reasons why, oh God, halo kids and their halo jumps. Anyways, he halo jumps, <laughs> turns in midair with a pistol. Cause he got, this man was playing sniper class. So he, was, switches, he switches to pistol. It turns in midair and caps me in the head as I, uh, I was I was so mad. I was yeah, so mad. and, and I, I was, was so I was it, it was so funny because like I wasn't expecting for it to work because he he literally caught me off guard. <laughs> yeah. He came oh, into the room oh. and I was like in the middle of reloading my sniper and I saw I him walk up. through the door and I sw- <laughs> I had swapped real quick and I, I was like, hey man, he was like, what the fuck was that? Still, I was like, hey man, you scared the shit out of me. I was it was rid- <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was ridiculous. <laughs> It was funny. It was funny as hell. Dead on the yeah, ground. That was on that Battlefield. Was, that's not the case. I yeah. was. Yeah, only that's in Battlefield. That's, bad. that's Yeah, that was on Battlefield. Uh, one Anyways. hour, one decision. <laughs> great time. Again, uh, Battlefield's great, man. If you, <laughs> I can't say that enough. If, you, if you're if you into it, definitely give it a try. Um, Matty Burns says that DICE just announced they did some work to fix the connection hey, on platforms. Yeah. So hopefully, to, even better. Yeah, even better. Like it's, we said, nice. DICE is going to fix it. DICE is going to fix it. Stubb said, uh, "Still rain is best. He's he's <laughs> gears guy, and is this is how you know he's a beast of multiplayer." <laughs> hey man, like again, and and even when you were playing with me, Stubbs, like that's me as a. I definitely take myself as more of a more casual gears player now, because I have kind of stepped out of the scene since about the middle of Gears Four. Um, where I'm not as competitive, it's, but Gears is another one of those games where it's like riding a bike, right? Once you learn how to play, because yes. it is com- like it's not a simple game to play. Like you just can't oh. pick it up and just be great at it. No, it doesn't work that way. There's so many more mechanics at play. That's what gets me salty when people try to like make gear seem like it's overly simplified. Oh, you just run around with a shotgun. That's not that simple. Like you can't just tell me that I'm just running around with a shotgun. That's not just what it is. Like it's so much more than that. Um, it's the movement, it's the style, it's being able to swap through different weapons. Gears is very intuitive. Like, I don't mean to get off on this tangent, but we're thinking of, we're talking about Xbox and in, in the anniversary <laughs> and everything. But it's like it's one of the things that's always got me salty about that is because people legitimately do not understand the game. And I can say that about any game that people don't actually play. It's like Battlefield. Oh, you know, Battlefield doesn't have campaign. Well, I can tell that you haven't been playing Battlefield. <laughs> it's like that stuff gets me salty because it's like this isn't new. The fact that they've been giving you campaigns is a bonus, but they weren't always giving you campaigns. Just because they gave you a good one and bad company too, and they were consistent after that, doesn't mean that that's their thing. Like, man, I brought this up last night. Still, he actually saw somebody on—I think it was on Twitter—saying that they weren't going to buy Battlefield because it didn't have a campaign. Right? He was complaining about that, and then in his next tweet, because somebody had said something to him, and he responded. This person responded and said, "Well, I don't play the campaign anyways, but I, I'm still just not going to buy it because it's not there." Like what? 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 <laughs> what? what? Hey, look, whatever works for you. That's the point, right? right? right. Hey, whatever works for you, man. I, I would just rather people say, "Look, I'm not doing. I'm not a multiplayer gamer like that." I can respect that. Like when Pong tells me, "Hey, man, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not as great as yeah. I used to be," and then he's still yeah. like in the top three of the leaderboard. You know what I'm saying? It's like, all right, bro, well, you st- you still Very got rare. it. You know what I'm saying? Where other people are like, oh yeah, you know, uh, yeah, I, I play multiplayer games, and then you play with them, and then they're like at the bottom of the list, and you're like, what happened? 
<laughs> my brother actually had a uh, interesting conversation with someone in the community about that. That's a whole different story, though. <laughs> um, we'll get into that. Um, yeah, that's funny. With that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, what what you think? What you think, Paul? Is there anything else that you want to get get into? Anything else you want to speak on? Hey, did you uh, did you have a chance uh, to uh, did you watch the Todd Howard interviews at all? Y- yes, yes, I okay. did. Okay. Yes, well, I did. That's a smaller topic. Let, let's jump into Todd Howard real quick. Talk about Starfield it. and uh, Elder Scrolls anniversary or uh, Skyrim anniversary. Um, let's jump into this real quick uh, because I can't praise this enough. Again, we've got so much news going on, and there's so many big things that you know some of this stuff. While, while it's it's important, it just kind of gets lost right. over the week as the week goes along, and a lot of people might miss it. So um, uh, for anybody who doesn't know, Skyrim uh, celebrated their 10th anniversary uh, this week, and so they're, they obviously launched the anniversary, which we talked right. about here, the anniversary edition, uh, free upgrade for anybody who owns the special edition, which if you have Game Pass, you have the special edition, so you get that upgrade for free. If you want the creator content, 20 bucks add-on. If you don't have Game Pass, you don't have the game, and you want to jump into Skyrim, uh, I believe the uh, full uh, anniversary edition is 50 bucks. So um, well worth it, by the way. Again, I know we got so much to play, but if you've never played Skyrim, you got to play Skyrim if you're into RPGs. Again, if it's not your style game, if you don't like Elder Scrolls, get it. If you don't like Fallout, I understand completely. It's, it's not for everybody, but it is one of the goats of all time for a reason. So anyways, they had a big celebration. So actually, Todd Howard got out and did some – uh, interviews this week. Uh, he right. did an interview with Ryan McCaffrey from IGN, uh, and he also did an AMA on Reddit. Um, and again, I think there could have been other questions asked, especially during the Ryan McCaffrey interview. Shout out to Ryan. He's been in the industry forever. You know, respect to him because he's been doing it for so long. It's just some, sometimes I just wish I was sitting in these people's chairs uh, because I think I would have had some better questions. But right. anyways, yeah. uh, <laughs> it was a, and I, I want to touch on more of the funny stuff on, on, on that side. Yeah. It, the, yeah. the interview was hilarious to me, but go yeah. ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Because Todd is Todd. Todd's been yeah. doing this for so long. Todd knows his look, Todd. Um, I don't have a problem. I know a lot of people have problems with certain people because they'll say they're egotistical or whatever the case may be. And, and some people can come off really awful. Right. And, right. and sometimes it's overboard, but I don't have a problem with people having an ego that have earned it, that have confidence about it mm-hmm. and don't necessarily like are, they're not assholes about it. Mm-hmm. Right. They're just, they carry themselves a different way and they answer questions and talk a different way. And right. I don't have a problem with that. In fact, I enjoy that mm-hmm. uh, when people get to that point, because I think they've earned it. And, you know, it's just right. a certain level you're comfortable within who you are and you know, your place. And Todd knows right. his place in this industry. The man has, uh, taken some of the most beloved franchises to the next level each and every generation uh, and have cre- has created some of the greatest games of all time within that genre. Right. And so for me, he knows. And he puts blood, sweat, and tears into those games. They are his babies, okay? And he treats them as such. And he is proud father, and I had zero issue with that. So anyways, um, so he touched on Skyrim. Um, they went out through Skyrim, what it means, uh, obviously, that it's still here 10 years later, getting another release, new content, getting updated, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And he had some cool thoughts about that. And, and you know, that uh, obviously that was his, I'll, I'll let Steele get to the funny parts too, but he just, <laughs> he just had some, he just had some uh, very, uh. you know, answers that were like, are you kidding me right now? Anyways, uh, but no, he did a great job kind of explaining that, that they understand that and all that kind of stuff. 
Uh, but they went into a little bit of Starfield. Um, and right. I think this is, we talk about the future and what's coming up next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody who's been listening to this show uh, or any of my other podcasts that I'm on knows full well, uh, I affectionately call Todd God Howard, uh, praise be his name, uh, because of his place in my gaming life, Elder Scrolls. Probably if I had to give you a all-time franchise or game, Elder Both Scrolls is it. I, it, it ha- Again, go back to Skyrim. Mm-hmm. probably solidified that more than ever. Um, so for me, it, it, it's, it's amazing. And 11, 11, 22, when Starfield launches, I've already got vacation time put in. Um, that is going, to, I'm gone. I, I'm, I'm gone. You're not going to see me other than posting screenshots, which I'm addicted to doing. I, I, you're not going to see me. Um, so Starfield is huge, but he did get into Starfield a little bit. Yeah. Uh, again, I would have had different questions for him, but he did, uh, come out and there was something good takeaways out of there. He talked about, and Steele had alluded this to earlier as well. Um, in the having diversity that you need your multiplayers and we're going to see a lot of multiplayer, but you still have your single player as well. And we know Sony does their thing with the third person, um, act over the shoulder action adventure story driven uh, type game. Well, Xbox now has locked down on Western RPGs outside of a couple of uh, studios. So they are locked into place and obviously Elder Scrolls being the biggest one. Um, and but Starfield is Todd's next big baby is Bethesda's next big franchise. Right. Uh, it is no longer just going to be Elder Scrolls and Fallout it is going to be Elder Scrolls Fallout and Starfield. Yep. Uh, in that order. This has been his dream for decades, but he talked about, uh, Ryan had brought up and asked him. So, because obviously they did, they've, they've got the Elder Scrolls online. They've got Fall of 76, um, both mass, you know, MMOs. Mm-hmm. So he asked uh, Todd if they were going to incorporate, uh, you know, online features within Starfield or if the temptation was there to do that. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was great. Todd instantly said, nope. Single player is our DNA. Single player is who we are. That single player experience of creating your character and jumping into that world and creating your story, that's who we are at a core level. So we're not going to do that. He said that there are aspects to online that they looked at incorporating, but definitely not like an online experience. It's just, you know, whatever the case may be. He said, single player to us is still important and always will be. So for anybody out there wondering if Starfield was going to go the route of a Fallout 76 or an Elder Scrolls Online, definitely not. Uh, he has this pegged as a single player game. That's what they are creating. Um, he talked right. about that. He confirmed, reconfirmed again, that Skyrim in space is a good description of Starfield for those that are still saying we know nothing about Starfield. He said Skyrim in space is a good descriptor. He said, but limited to all the best parts of Skyrim. Okay. Mm-hmm. That to me told me everything that I needed to know. Right. When he said the best parts of Skyrim and his best parts of Skyrim are the same as my best parts of Skyrim. So it's exploration, right? Okay. It's decisions. It's NPCs. It's the stories that are told within the game itself, right? Um, it is the randomness that comes with an Elder Scrolls, that feeling that it is a living world because anything can happen. Like even the outrageous stuff of a giant riding on a dragon's back while the dragon's attacking you, which is not supposed to happen, obviously, right. but the, again, AI being AI, it happens in Elder Scrolls. It's those moments that make Skyrim special and make Elder Scrolls in general special or fallouts. So he 
said that those things are going to be in there. They're just taking them to the next level. Uh, everything that, you know, he said, he talked about that um, because Ryan had asked him some of, you know, what he would change about Skyrim or what some things that he didn't like about Skyrim or whatever. He talked about that there's this uh, illusion of certain aspects of the game, whether it be, you know, decisions that you make within the game, there's mm -hmm. illusions due to the limitations of tech, mm -hmm. due to the limitations of AI mm -hmm. that you can't get past. And he's about breaking down those illusions and making them more real. So to me, that means he's just going to take everything that they've done in the past and make it that Reiterate. much better, right? So that those, those limitations are no longer, I mean, there's still gonna be limitations, obviously. There's still hardware limitations, yeah, yeah, yeah. but those he can break down some of those Not to the make the yeah, to make the game even more immersive, right? right? To make the game even more, um, to make, to give it more meaning when you make a decision or when you choose to create a character certain like way. Like Mass Effect. Right, like, like, like Mass Effect, but on even a bigger level than Mass yeah, Effect. Yeah, 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 right? for sure, Where for sure. You could, the ripple effects that happen, and we've seen games do it, don't get me wrong. We just haven't seen games on the scale of an Elder Scrolls be mm -hmm. able to pull it off. Because again, that's why Elder Scrolls, it's, you know, Bug Thesda is the old meme. A lot of the bugs that people talk about, yeah, there's a lot of them, don't get me wrong. But the, a lot of the bugs that people talk about is simply just the randomness of the AI and not having the yeah. tech to be able to, uh, you know, go ahead and calculate and be able to adjust to things that happen in the world in a realistic manner. Right. right so right. that that's where you get a lot of that stuff, but he's talking about breaking that down as well. Um, but, you know, character creation is going to be a huge part of Starfield. He talked about that more. Um, there are going to be, you know, classes, skill tree, you know, much, they're going to take the best parts of Skyrim and put that in there. So that was a big deal to me. Um, and then, um, you know, I think that the other big thing too is if you guys did not get a chance to watch, and I know music is a taste uh, as well. Not everybody's into the same stuff. Right. When it comes to game music and it comes to orchestra, classical type stuff that Knocks draws you into these big, yeah. They had a, a 10th anniversary celebration with the London Symphony Orchestra, which was obviously taped. Um, go back and rewatch it. Uh, some people didn't like it because they what they did was they had the orchestra playing classic music from Skyrim, ridiculous. And again, London Symphony Orchestra is on another level, one of the best in the world, hands down, have been that way for decades, possibly even, I don't know how far it goes back, it might be over a century now, um, but they are the best of the best, and them performing Skyrim music was emotional, but then they also brought people in who told stories about how Skyrim and, and steel, you talked about this earlier as well, mm -hmm. how Skyrim had changed their lives. And I know it's like some people never have that experience and I've had it more subtle than others have. And some people really can't understand how a video game can change your life. Right. But let me tell you, the, the hearing these people's stories from a man who was hooked on heroin uh, that went to rehab found Skyrim and is sitting there talking about that Skyrim probably saved his life because he might not have stuck out the rehab had he not had that game to draw him in and to give him something to keep Morton. his mind off of, right? 
huge, brother, huge. So they had people like that telling stories over the music. And of course, some people just like, just give me the music. You can go back and watch it without all that stuff. They've released it. It's now, I believe it's out on Spotify and all other uh, Apple, mm-hmm. all other streaming services as well. Go back and listen to that concert. But the other piece of that concert was at the end. They had Todd, you know, do, do a little tape session where he was like, you know, thank you for celebrating the 10th anniversary with us, blah, blah, blah. And then he goes, we got, we got something special for everybody. And then they went back to the symphony orchestra and they played some music from Starfield. Oh, yo, <laughs> I was at work. I, I shut down. I, 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 I put my, my computer in a lock mode, turned off the phone and I just sat back and listened. Look, what they've done already because, oh, that was the other interesting point just to bring it back as to why this is amazing. Todd said in his interview with Ryan McCaffrey, they actually start with every developer has a different way of, of creating games. Obviously it, right. it's not universal. Yeah. There's some universe, there's some universal things that happen during dev process, but every developer is going to have a different way of how they start their games, right? How they start that creation process. Mm-hmm. Todd said, we specifically start with music first, which was really cool. And when you go play a Bethesda game from Todd's a team, you understand why that is. He said that sets the tone for everything we do going forward. Everything we do. He goes, we are constantly listening to the music while we write, while we make decisions. He goes, we constantly have the music on to give us that atmosphere the entire time. So making that game, building it from the ground up has all of that encompassed right in it when, they, when, they, when the product is finished. So that's why this was so important. And they played the Starfield music, brother. Let me tell you, um, it's, uh, I forget the gentleman's name. I had it in my head and now I've completely forgot it. The composer that's moving forward on, on Starfield. Anyways, what he's done is he has grabbed from all of the classic sci-fi music that you can think of. Mm-hmm. All the old movies, no, Star Wars, all the old TV shows, Star Trek, Star mm-hmm. You go down the list, aliens. Right. He has grabbed from all of that and then put his Bethesda spin on all of it. When mm-hmm. I was listening and they played, I think they played probably for almost five minutes, maybe longer. There were so many different themes that while I was sitting there, so many different images of different movies, like at different moments would pop in my head while they were playing. Like it was absolutely incredible. If this is, I, again, listen to the Skyrim music all over again, whether I'm playing the game or listening to the London Symphony Orchestra, you really get a sense of how uh, it really changes your perception of the game and how you're experiencing the game because the music is absolutely perfect from moment to moment, what you're doing, uh, whether it's just walking through the world or whether it's a tense moment in battle, they capture the spirit of that moment in the music perfectly, almost almost 100 there's very few i i can't even think of a time where i said ah this music doesn't really fit or it took me away from what was happening on the screen it just blends in and just adds to the entirety right that's what they're doing with starfield this right here was just freaking amazing so anybody who wants to get back and listen to that go listen to it it is well worth it um i think i think overall i think it was like a 20 30 minute presentation um go back and listen it is worth it, but that Starfield, that little glimpse, 
you get a bigger picture of what Starfield is going to be. This is truly going to be Skyrim in space. This is truly going to be, I think, it was described as a Han Solo simulator. You can hear the exploration happening in the music, like traveling, like going and finding new places, meeting alien races, whatever he's going to put in front of us. You can always get that from this music. Right. So that was amazing. Steel, uh, I know, I don't know if you got a chance to watch a concert or whatever, but I know you did hear some of the Todd Howard. So fill the people in on some of the funny moments, what you gathered from Todd, because I know you were in my DMs going, man, Todd, Todd Todd's bringing it, man. Uh, so talk about it. What, what did you uh, get out of that this week? Um, I, I What I got out of it, and I want to start with this, um, and I'm pulling this article from uh, the IGN. Um, this is by, it looks like, Kate Bailey. Um, I do, um, Ryan McCaffrey was the original one who did the interview. Uh, looks like she did a, um article on that interview afterwards. Um, and she took some uh, key points out of here that I feel like are going to be important for the conversation. So uh, I want to start off by saying, in a wide-ranging interview with IGN Unfiltered covering Skyrim's 10th anniversary, Starfield and The Elder Scrolls VI, Howard talked about the lengthy list of projects that wound up pushing the project back upon the conclusion of Fallout 4 in 2015. And um, I do believe that when they're talking about pushing the project back, that they are talking about Starfield and Elder Scrolls VI. Um, so, but this is going to be more for more towards Elder Scrolls VI for, for this particular statement right here. Um, he says, would you plan to have the kind of gap we're having between Skyrim and the follow-up? I, I can't say that's a good thing, Howard says. Do I wish I could have a wand in the game we wanted to make just came out? Absolutely. <laughs> then he goes on to say, the article goes on to say, however, there were projects that came first, including Fallout 76. What's more, if Bethesda Game Studios wound up pr prioritizing the Elder Scrolls 6, it was unclear if it would ever get another chance to truly do something new. So I feel like this is one of the key parts of the entire interview and just, just his mentality, right? So he goes on to say, we felt doing something like Starfield, we'd been wanting to do something else for a long time and play in a new universe. So if not now, I'm going back in time. We started right after Fallout 4, so 2015. He's already telling you when they started drawing all this up, when they're saying things, the ball started getting rolling on this. So 2015, they then stated, if not now, then when? It felt like if we didn't do it then, then the win could be never, Howard said. And I felt like that was such an impactful part of the entire interview because that shows you how much this game means to him. The fact that he felt like it was a now or never move and he said, no, we're gonna prioritize this. Elder Scrolls Six is gonna come out whenever it needs to come out we're prioritizing Starfield because I want to work on this game. This is the game that I've had been planning on for a while. And now I have everything is in the right moment for me to take advantage of it. And just, uh, just to remind people too, steel, just while you're right on that point, because that it's an important point. People don't know that Todd has always had this vision. Yes. Starfield wasn't something that just came out of the blue. This is decades in the making. He had the vision of having his, uh, uh, his uh, fantasy setting RPG, his post-apocalyptic RPG, and his science fiction RPG. He's wanted that trifecta for a very long time. He's talked about that in interviews through the years, yes. that that was his ultimate goal. That's what he wanted to do in this space, in this industry, was make those three things. He has Fallout, the post-apocalyptic, he has Elder Scrolls, the high fantasy RPG, 
And finally, the tech has caught up where he believes he can do the science fiction RPG that he's always wanted to do. And that's where Starfield came from. And this is something he put down on paper nearly 25 years ago. So exactly. just to give people context. Yep. No, you know, you're 100% right. And I definitely appreciate that. Um, I then want to continue by uh, going into, he also states on um, when he's talking about the, uh, the hinted future or uh, in the direction of the series he goes on to say there are a number of parts of skyrim where we don't go deep enough uh, as pong kind of touched on where it's a veneer in terms of its interactivity when we think about games and what we will what we would want to do going forward it's okay whatever that system is how deep can we make it the other thing is how ai and npcs interact with you that's something i think we still have a long way to go with again um I'm reading these points out of the article because it shows you the perspective he's coming from. Um, again, sure. Are we, this is the horse given, given, you know, this is coming straight out of the horse's mouth, right? So we can only go based off of his words and his credentials. Um, the main reason why I wanted to bring up some of the funny stuff is because I know a lot of people uh, like to, to tend to downplay a lot of Bethesda's IP. Uh, whether it be Elder Scrolls or whether it be anything else within the, within it. And yeah. Ryan McCaffrey was bringing up different titles and everything and uh, that they have made, or maybe he hasn't had direct hands on. And every time when Ryan would try to make it seem like it was something outside of his wheelhouse, he would jump in and say, no, we made that too. No, no, I, I made that too. No, no, I, we, that came from our studio. I had vision. I had, I had control on that. Yeah. I was hands off on, I was more hands off on that. And he was giving it to you, letting you know, like in that interview, it showed me, well, one, it kind of turned me off a little bit on Ryan's part, because again, like Pong said, there was better questions that could have been asked. I, I personally feel like, and that's a whole different discussion that we can go into. Yeah. Again, he got, he got the interview. It was, it was great just to see um, his perspective. Cause again, I'm not the biggest Skyrim fan. I'm not the biggest, um, oh. I'm not the biggest Bethesda fan. I'm just not. Yeah. Right. right. Um, yeah. So for him to come across the way that he was coming across to me kind of gets me excited for Starfield, because after experiencing what I experienced in Mass Effect, going from game to game and seeing your character kind of evolve with the game, the story evolve through the games and also the depth within the characters. Now, the next game that says it's going to be something like that, Starfield. I'm kind of interested in now. Now, now my interest is really peaked because now you're also a space sci-fi, which is something else that I'm also very interested in because of game, because of things like Star Wars, Star Trek, and things of that nature. So it's like for him to say these things, me knowing just because I don't play his games does not mean that I don't know what his pedigree is. That's the that's the thing. Like I'll never be the one to say, "Oh, they're bug fest or whatever the case." I always see those things going around, and yes, it's funny because you see the bugs, and I've experienced my my wife going through bugs on New Vegas and everything, and they're funny. Yeah, they're great, but I don't think yes, in some situations like Fallout seventy six, yeah, that was trash. Like, come on, dog. Like, what is really going on? That was terrible. It didn't it shouldn't have released that way, but it was. Again, that's also a different time period where. Uh, different team it wasn't the a team i mean a lot that went into that not only that but they didn't have the funding behind it either no (laughs) no and he it was a cat it was a cash grab for the investors they were planning on selling they wanted to get games like that out to try to get some easy money right use the name todd stamped his name on it that's his problem he did also talk in that interview still i'm not going to try to take any points but he talked about the differences between when he is um when he stamps his name on different games and the games where he is um 
executive producer he only checks in on he made that clear like you know he said maybe once a week maybe once every few weeks maybe once a month i'm checking right. in on those teams versus his hands on when he's producing uh the game right so um that that was kind of the 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 difference when he's directing a game versus when he's just executive producer right. so um he made that clear and fall 76 was one of those games yes he put his name on it at the end of the day it's him but they have brought that game back as well go play it now yeah. completely different they're gaining they're great they're gaining subs on that game there was a report that just came out but sorry i mean I no mean you're no you're i mean yeah. you're, you're not taking up any space i mean because you're you're speaking more facts i mean because yeah. i mean that was another point that i felt like was a really important because he wanted to make sure that people understood that we're watching the interview again he didn't have to say these things but you could say you could tell that there was a certain nerve that was struck with him where it was like yeah. all right come on man like it's it's way bigger than what you're trying to make it seem like and i'm not just some simple guy or whatever the case might be like todd howard obviously knows the grounds that he stands on and the oh yeah vision and the creativity that he brings to the genre again he's created something that has been more genre defining than most other ips have ever done again i think with elder scrolls he's turned that whole uh, wrpg thing into its own if it's not coming out of their studio, I don't, there's not many other people who make good games in that facet, right? When you think of WRPG, guess what? You're thinking of those games. Thinking of Witcher, Witcher's the only other one that really pops in the conversation up to that level. Exactly. That's my point though. Like, so that tells, so that tells you about the pedigree already, but it was just funny to me because every time that Ryan would say something and him would just bite, just like biting back on us, like, like it was, it was to me, it came across like him saying like, I'm tired of y'all just trying to downplay me or trying to downplay my company or trying to downplay my team. It's some, uh, it seemed like the voice of a leader, somebody that really, you know, again, taking that RTS view, pulling yourself back and looking at these people as people, as people who spend their lives working on these games. And then to be skipped for things to come across like they're simply being downplayed. Right. Um, I felt like that was, an, that was, it was super funny to me the way he just kept, kept biting back. Like, oh, no, 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 we did that. And, and he would say it real snarky too. And then, and then Ryan would be like, oh, yeah, I mean, okay. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Well, and anyway, you know what I'm saying? Just try to bring it back in. You could just right. tell that Ryan might have not necessarily been ready for that kind of, <laughs> that kind of energy for Todd to come with. But you could tell that if I feel like him being in a position now with, xbox with microsoft more so has put him in a different seat now right yeah where he knows that he's a pillar of the company also right there's there wasn't a deal the, the fact that he talks so casually it has so much finesse to him yes people say yeah. that oh that's just todd howard but i feel yeah. like it's a little bit different like the swagger is a little bit different like he could be more in his element now yeah. like we've seen a lot more of him now yeah he got a game coming out whatever the case but but you can see the swag, like the swagger feels way more confident now than it was before. Yeah, he was just kind of oozing it before, but now it's like, I got the, I got the, I got the team behind me now. That That's an Xbox umbrella, baby. Yep. Doesn't have to I worry got, about I the got investors, the, team behind the me money now. men exactly. know, getting their hands in. I can make what I want. And that's yep. why I think the, we want to call it a quote unquote delay, even though it was never a, time, a day was never even said for Starfield. Um, we, I mean, I know Pong was want, excited if it was going to come out this year for sure. He was sitting yeah. on that high horse and then he got that shot was. down. But I think there's a reason. There's a reason why he pushed it back. Yeah, 
Of course. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, of course, right? I mean, of course, there's all yeah. the, everything else going on in the world, but I think it's something more internally for him than anything else because it is his baby. It's, he said, he said it several times in an interview. Yeah. Um, he said it even in the, in the little piece of the article that I get, gave to y'all. Um, so I feel like I can just feel the, personally, yeah. I can feel the attention to detail, the love, the care, the effort that's going into this. That's what kind of has me interested in it. Even asking his boss, he's, he's personal friends with, right? He can call up Phil and exactly. I'm sure him and Phil sat down and said, Hey, Todd, you need more time on Starfield or do we push it out? And I'm sure Todd said, no, I'd love to have more time. And Phil's like, take it. Go ahead. Exactly. Exactly. Because <laughs> you set the date. <laughs> because the depth of Starfield yeah. Yeah. can be another genre defining moment. And I feel like he knows that as well. And they're doing some things for him to be paying attention. Because I know same people saying that they're paying attention. Oh, they're going to more depth with the AI and NPCs. Yeah, I understand. Like if it was somebody else saying that. But right. when you look at these games. Like when I saw my wife play New Vegas and I saw the depth of these characters and how uh, how deep all these storylines really go and how every character is an integral part to the story. You can't just go killing off people because that doesn't do anything for you in the long run. It'll actually affect the story in the long run and everything. Seeing that that was already there in these older games yeah. tells me that he has something else behind the scenes that he's really working on and he's really passionate about because he's it's oozing confidence. Oh, yeah. so, 100%, man. That's just my take on it. Uh, again, I, points, thought, I thought it was hilarious. Great. I thought it was, yeah. uh, I thought it was great. And, yeah. um, man, that's, a, that's, that's pretty much it on that. Um, yeah, good enough. Great points, brother. Great. I didn't think we were going to end up getting into that, though, man. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. completely forgot about it. I appreciate you bringing that up. That was amazing. Yeah, no problem. You know that me. That was amazing. God Howard, man. He's yeah. always on my mind. Definitely, <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, so, with that being said, this is, we are towards the end of the show. Um, the next segment is going to be the This Day in Gaming segment, a.k.a. Make the Make feel Pong Feel Old segment. <laughs> um, I should have somebody come in and just a voice big yeah, say, make voice. me feel old. <laughs> I think that'll be amazing. But um, <laughs> where we just go back within the last 30 years of gaming, just to give people, um, again, we're going to the 20 years of Xbox, right, on Monday. Um, but I like to con consistently try to go 30 years back in time to show people where we kind of come from um, to help people reminisce about the games they made a play back in the day. Again, um, from games 20 years ago, the way games look now are night and day. And even that, I don't think is an accurate enough description. Uh, you know what I mean? Just the, the advancements that we've seen over the years um, is something that I always want to pay attention to. And gaming is an art and should be treated as such. And that is the biggest reason why we do this, not only with the upcoming games, but why we also end it with the This Day in Gaming segment. So let's get neck deep into it. Man, was, it's been an excellent show so far. I got the, got yeah, the energy man. boost I needed, man. You know? Hell yeah, we burned through this. This is why we came here, right? This is a celebration <laughs> of stuff today, right? We didn't have that's any that. rants, really. We just talked about the good stuff that's happening. And again, yeah. there's just so much buzz, man. And for you, the halo stuff you know the anniversary alone yeah. and, and and what's going to happen monday whatever comes out of Monday, whatever happens yeah. uh, you know you know it's exciting time for if, for a large portion of this community so it's it's fun man the energy is driving us right now so that's, it's yeah, good that's stuff 100 yep yep all right ladies and gentlemen so we're starting on 1997 on this day in gaming and we're starting with playstation releasing azure dreams in japan not familiar with that title Azure Dreams. Hmm. I'm looking at that. Sounds familiar, but I can't remember. 
No, I don't. Then in 2000, in, in 2000, again, this is why this section is so important because I'll be honest with you, I don't have the greatest memory in the world, right? So especially when it comes to gaming, I've played so many games over the years that a lot of my memory is filled with like multiplayer games, right? Uh, because, I mean, you spend thousands of hours within those worlds and that's kind of like what your memory focuses on. But then there's games like this, which I said seven was the last time, like was the real last Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy nine released on the PlayStation. This was also an iconic game for me because it still had those characters and everything. This was actually the last Final Fantasy that I played on PlayStation before I kind of moved on from there. And man, we need to talk another. Uh, you talk about another classic series. Like I love, I like I like Final Fantasy. I just don't take it to heart like a lot of people do. Um, as far as like the depth of it and taking the story so serious and everything else, I enjoyed Final Fantasy what it was. I've always enjoyed the mythical side of it, um, the combat side of it. I do like the more action oriented side of Final Fantasy 15. I personally think it was a great game. Uh, everybody feels differently. Everybody wants to go back to the turn base, which I understand, man. I mean, that's the classic style and turn base yeah. was cool. And it was cool back in the day, especially when you got those summons and everything. Uh, it used to be really dope. You worked your way up to that point, get that summon to drop in. And it was like, that was the game changing moment that could either make or break you uh, to beat that boss or not, right? So it's an amazing thing to, to think on. Speaking of Dreamcast and taking it back, right? The year 2000, Dreamcast released Skies of Arcadia. Oh boy, who's in the chat? That's right, the biggest Skies of Arcadia fan I have ever met, and that would be Hertog. This was for you, brother. Out to Hertog, man. It's, yeah. it's crazy. It's crazy to think about. Again, yeah. we're reminiscing about games going into the 20th anniversary, and you see a game that come from Dreamcast that released this day in gaming, um, like Skies of Arcadia, which is like an iconic series to so many people. Sega, Sega. Say make that. it happen make it happen this be alliance you got, you got i'm just saying xbox will support it let's make it happen it'd be an amazing thing back. to come back for sure i'm i'd be definitely looking forward to it then in 2007 again the classic classic trilogy um playstation 3 and xbox 360 released assassin's creed the og oh man assassin's oh. creed has never been the same since <laughs> uh the first the first yeah let's, let's say the first few but the first again, few for sure the first, but again i like the direction i like the his mm -hmm. i like the had, history yeah i i liked it to go back to the i like to have both actually i would love to have Options. like a separate franchise mm -hmm. where they did the original style and kept that line going right. and then also gave us the other ones i think they could have done that uh, i wish they would do it uh yeah but yeah, that that Assassin's Creed was a game changer. Ooh. Jade Raymond, um, you know, who is still she just did a you know she opened her new studio. She was mm -hmm. with Stadia, and now partnership with Sony uh, to create a game. I'm so happy for her. Mm -hmm. um, people downplayed her back in the day. Uh, they thought she was just a face. Um, you know, for a lot of different reasons, of course, it was a different time in gaming. Uh, yeah. But she has proven herself throughout the industry and. Her Obviously. and her team, mm -hmm. her and her team, man, they they did something that was different uh, with Assassin's Creed, and it was it was one of those one of those experiences, man. That it, that when I look back on 360, um, up there with you know Gears of War and those new experiences that we right. never had before, Assassin's Creed was one of those. It was it was awesome, man. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I yeah. I agree with all those points for sure. Yeah. Um, 
Then in 2007, PC released Crisis. Um, again, the benchmarking tool for everybody's PC back in the day. Then yep. it run Crisis. <laughs> uh, nowadays, yep. uh, they re-released it. Of course, your PC can yeah. run Crisis now. The game's old. <laughs> yeah, the consoles. Consoles can run it. Consoles and it looks fantastic. It exactly. The remasters. I'm, I'm going to get that at some point because I do want to run back through those. It looks gorgeous now. So it, I can't it does. wait. Uh, then in 2007, another iconic, another iconic game for me personally, Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi Three. <laughs> I you, just love the names because I get to hear you say them, brother. Oh yeah, I, I just that love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just love it, bro. I cannot tell you again. I've said it several times here on this podcast over this 33 episodes that we've done. Um, as far as a fighter goes, um, between Tekken. And then Dragon Ball Z, they're most iconic for me. But Budokai Tenkaichi 3 definitely did something that was way different. Um, I didn't realize that it came out in 2007. I can't feel like it came out before that. Um, and it probably did because I probably got it imported or whatever the case might have been. But either way, this game is probably most the one of the most iconic fighting games of all time. There's, I don't even think Fighter Z. Uh, the new fighters game would even compare to this game for me. Um, there's nothing touching Budokai Tenkaichi 3. There hasn't been a Dragon Ball game uh, that was as well developed or as great as that one since. Um, I know Cac people like Kakarot and everything, and that's cool, RPG, Dragon Ball. Uh, but I still don't, again, feel like that's enough. There's so much in Dragon Ball that I just would rather than release all the content. Of course, you got to make money over time, whatever. but. It's just one of those things to where you just you don't get classics like that anymore, where everything is in the game day one. You know, you just have to spend hours on top of hours grinding your butt off to unlock everything in the game, playing the gambling game to unlock the characters, to unlock all the moves, creating custom classes for your characters. It was such an amazing thing back in the day, man. Um, Let's move on from there, though. 2007, PlayStation 2 also released, and PlayStation 3 released, uh, Need for Speed Pro Street. I thought Pro Street was okay. I never got into yeah, it. it I thought okay. it was all right, though. I was still I was still big into Need for Speed. I played I played a bunch of Pro Street. It was all right. Bro, it was all right. Yeah. I couldn't get into Pro Street. After my after most wanted, Need for Speed just wasn't the same, man. Like, I know, but I try to keep loving it. So yeah, right. I keep, uh, when I, you know, when you get those franchises that just so, you know, again, iconic. <sighs> yeah. You just try. You try to continue to love them. And eventually it falls off. But Pro Street, I did play for quite a bit. I'll tell you, though, Need for Speed Heat, yeah. That was actually a pretty good game. I'm yeah. not going to lie. If, yeah. With the cops, everything, customization, it had, I, I, it had I some, enjoyed it. It had some things. I had, I, I had some issue with the... They can't. They still have not been able to get back to the original way that the cars handled. Right. The original car, the the original arcade style handling that they had in Need mm. for Speed back in Underground days was special. It was that, perfect. Like, you felt like you could do, like, anything. Like, when you were getting chased by cops you didn't feel like you were overwhelmed. You felt like you had it. Like you, if you made the right moves, you could pull right. off those moves. If you drifted the right, you could pull it off some crazy, you know, close calls. Right. They just haven't grabbed that again. They tried and heat, they got better, but it's still yeah. not quite the same. But at least they're moving in the right direction. That's yeah. what's important to yeah. me. Uh, we'll Cause see. for we'll a while, Need for Speed was going in the wrong direction. Yeah. We'll yeah. see if they keep going that way, especially, uh, we'll see. <laughs> um, then PlayStation 2 and PSP released WWE SmackDown vs. Raw 2008. I probably, I think that was probably around the last time that I played a wrestling game, honestly. Um, good, good series at the time, though, for sure. 
a lot of customization and everything and i, and I believe wrestling still has that uh to its advantage to this day so you know, for those who are still into the series man i hope y'all are still liking it then in 2008 ds released mega man star force black ace in japan Mega Man, another iconic series, man. Uh, but it's also another man in a suit. And yeah. people say that I have things for men, men in suits. So I don't, you do. May, maybe. Uh, with you the, do. Yeah, yeah maybe. Uh, That's a fact. <laughs> not even a maybe. That's a fact. <laughs> and it's not just like, I'm not talking about like a tux. I'm talking about like a, like a, a metal suit. I, I don't know what yeah. it is. Uh, <laughs> an exoskeleton. You get, you get a man with go. an exoskeleton steals all about him. There you go. There you go. That's my. He icon. wants a calendar of exoskeleton men. That, that would be exactly his exactly <laughs> looking tough with with big explosions in the background and turning the other way like he's a Power Ranger. Bring it all back. <laughs> Title on the one thing. Uh, then in 2008, PlayStation 3 released Way of the Samurai Japan, and that's yeah. the Way of the Samurai Three. Um, I actually re- I recall that game. I believe the original Way of the Samurai and was Way of the Samurai Two were really good games. Yes, they were. Uh, two two thousand. Yeah, they were tough. Uh, two thousand eleven, the three DS released Super Mario Three D Land. I feel like that's just like an expectation. Like, I just yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like that's I not that's not like that doesn't hit me for some reason. I don't know. Shout out to Nintendo. Again, uh, <laughs> 2012, PlayStation Three and Xbox Three Sixty release again another iconic game. Call of Duty Black Ops 2. Man, yep. this is Call of Duty in prime form. Call of yep. Duty competing, Call of Duty knowing that they had a target on their back and really putting out an excellent game. Now, I feel like no other Call of Duty has been quite the same since Black Ops 2. Warzone is probably the closest that to classic Call of Duty has ever, ever felt. And that's crazy because that's a battle royale. You know what I mean? It's not a straight up uh, multiplayer, uh, like a regular standard multiplayer, four on four, six on six, whatever the case might be. Right, so, right, right. Yep, exactly. Yeah, that's crazy to think about. Then, this is one of the Lego games I actually haven't had a chance to play, and I kind of regret it now after playing some of the other Lego games. But in 2012, PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 released Lego Lord of the Rings. Awesome. Yeah, me and my kiddo played that. That's crazy. Sure. Yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't it's so good. that. So good. Uh, then in 2018, PlayStation 4 released Spyro Reignited Trilogy. Uh, those are, those games actually look pretty good. Yep, Kiddo loved Spyro for a while. Spyro was cool. <laughs> yeah, Spyro was cool. Spyro was cool, but I think Crash Bandicoot overrode Spyro for me. I think that's what kind of ended up happening. Two different styles, but yeah, two different styles happened. That yeah, yeah. But it was just like I, I think Crash was more consistent. I, sure. I, I think more so, or maybe it was yeah. just the character overall. Um, I mean, Could Spyro's cool, but it's like he's just a little dragon. Like I like I don't know. Little dragons are cool, and he has his moments, but. I don't know. Spyro's a, Spyro's a, he's, that's another underutilized iconic character, though, I feel like. Pretty much. They let him fall off. They and, let him, they kind of hey, let him wither. They put the him line. in, uh, they put him in Sky, uh, what is it? What is it called? Uh, Hero Skies, a Sky Heroes. Oh, yeah, Sky, yeah, 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 yeah. What yeah, is yeah. it called? We had the collective features. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the little figures. Again, thank Ooh, God my kid God. did not like any of that stuff. I never had to invest <laughs> in any of those things that came along. Oh, that's it's funny that that's what he came down to, but I mean it is what yeah. it is. Yeah. Um. Then in twenty twenty, PlayStation four, PlayStation five, Xbox uh, Xbox Series X released Black Ops Cold War, and that's Call of Duty. Um. I like Cold War, so it was okay. I liked it. I like the zombies. The zombies was was fantastic. I'm not gonna lie, me and you had some fun times yeah. that, on that yeah. on that yeah. those couple times we played that zombie match where we were able to like. Yeah. 
like it was like opened up it was like yeah. open world it was open world yeah, that, kind of that was kind of dope that, that was kind of dope was that was fire that was fun we had a good time in there and it got really yeah. hectic like that's the one yes. thing call of duty has been able to do well is the whole yeah. zombie thing making you feel pressured with with it too oh yeah oh my For god sure. they, they've definitely nailed that and then playstation 4 released kingdom hearts melody of memory for those who are for those who are into that um and with that this that is your this day in gaming segment this is your episode 33 of the living split screen morning show and we are your hosts i still rank i you can't find me everywhere the t is a seven um but before we get into the outros man i do want to say again for those who are still here um and invested i do want to let you know that once we get to 401 subs, Wandering Dutch, again, shout out to the Midweek Mix-Up Collective, is going to um, be giving out a custom controller, um, whether it's be PlayStation 5 or Xbox Series, to a lucky winner. And so definitely be on the lookout for that. That's going to be when we get over 401 subs. So definitely be on the lookout for that. Um, again, me and Pong will always sit here and still tell you all if you do not actually like our content um if it's not something that you're into don't sub you don't even have to like i don't want anybody to feel like they're forced to be into what we're into nobody should be uh you're not forced to to like me or whatever the case might be if you mess with <laughs> if you mess with the content hit that like and sub um tell we're not trying to buy your love exactly exactly that's not what it's about <laughs> we do this because we care about the industry because we have passion for it because we love it um this isn't about the money at the end of the day would it be great if we got paid for it at some point Heck yeah, I'm not going to deny that, but I'm also not going to be a shill. You know what I mean? Um, also not going to cap or whatever else the case might be. I'm always going to be honest, and that's something that I always pride ourselves here. Um, that's why we decided to go non-console eccentric. That's why we I pride ourselves on that live, raw, uncut, organic, authentic um, energy that we Stu, provide. Stu, you got to drink another beer. Stu, go ahead and knock it back. <laughs> go ahead and knock it back. I'll say it two more times to go ahead and get you started. Um, but... I feel like we bring something different to the community that not a, not everybody brings. Again, it's not about the pl the plastic. It's about the games. It's about uh, the overall industry and the conversations that could be had and the bigger picture. Again, uh, I'm going to continue to say this. Definitely take that RTS view. Pull yourself out from the world and explore the different darker areas of the map. There may be resources in that area. You may be able to send some soldiers that way to farm for you for a little bit to help build up your home base. Get through that fog of war. You gotta get through that fog. Exactly. You gotta get through that <laughs> fog of war. Exactly. And become um and just see what's happening around you. Um, because without that, you can't play a good game, right? I like to make gaming references because we're in a game, we're in a gaming community, man, and it's so easy to relate to. But with that being said, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for being here on a week-to-week -week basis. Uh, y'all have been lovely. With that being said, I am still rain. I still, I still rain. I everywhere to tease a seven. Um, wherever there's a search bar, type that in. Whether it be Xbox, PlayStation, PC, whatever, type it in. You'll find me. Um, and that's pretty much it, man. Um, every Saturday, you'll catch me right here, 9 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. UK time with the Living Split Screen team. I am going to be live with the Scumcast crew tonight at 6 p.m. Central. Uh, so definitely catch us there. And well, catch me there, I should say. And then with that being said, brother from another pong soul, tell the people about yourself, man. Where can they find you? If they want to talk to you, man, where can they start a conversation? And uh, again, man. 
episode 33 of the books 33 weeks strong doing this i believe we've only skipped a week due to some personal personal things but um 33 weeks strong man and i've loved every minute of it again even staying up till almost two o'clock in the morning playing <laughs> battlefield uh bad decision it's bad. a bad decision but after doing the show i still yep. feel like i got that energy boost oh. and that shot that i needed to get through, through the rest of the day so tell the people about yourself where they can find you man look 33 episodes in and it does not get old like steel just said loving every second of this look forward to saturdays non-stop because we just want to share what we are enjoying about everything going on in the gaming industry and we do that on a weekly basis right here on living split screen yes i have other outlets uh steel right now does not have other outlets but it's still the same for me because again getting to hear my brother talk about things uh, just gets me so pumped up because I hear a different perspective from him. Uh, and that, that is just, that's special. And mm -hmm. so for me, every Saturday, uh, even though I do it earlier in the week, just comes something fresh and that no different today. Again, I've talked about some of the topics we talked about today, but man, totally different vibe, totally different energy, just different thoughts that's why i love coming here so thank you all for sharing this time with us for the people in the future that are listening to this Thanks. we love you thank you all for the support like steel said we're not out here trying to buy people support we just want you to come love us for whatever reason and if you do love us and you do find something different from us than the other shows please tell other people to come on in and just check us out yeah. uh, again the good news about me and steel is you can pick any one of those episodes of those 33 episodes and you're going to get the same energy you don't nice. have to worry about finding a good episode for them right. to listen to because guess what we're the same each and every week no matter what the heck is going on no matter what topics we're talking about yeah sometimes you get some rants right sometimes you get a sometimes you, sometimes you get a little little theory thrown into the mix uh <laughs> when it comes to certain things but at the end of the day you're still getting that energy and you're still getting those live raw and uncut organic thoughts out of both of us Stu, drink another beer uh anyways <laughs> we, uh but no thank you all for your love and support uh and coming out each and every week and hearing us uh do our thing uh but uh you know you can find me pong so uh xbox twitter you know the drills there um tonight shop podcast if you have not had enough of me this week shop podcast ptk blam so Churion, fuzzy belvedere again another group of brothers that just bring Amazing different guys. experiences different thoughts different ways of talking about things Facts. it's a great show ptk has been doing it for so long over five years come check us out um at 9 p.m eastern eight o'clock central time um and then next tuesday again the xbox factor podcast mr boomstick Double Barrel Gaming is his channel. He's approaching 10,000 subs. Boom is a huge supporter in the community. Don't give him enough credit. Uh, credit is due. He loves everybody who is also here with that passion. Uh, the man's doing it right. Uh, so come over and check us out. It is Boomstick, Zemi Games, 3-Bit uh, when he's available. Mav is now part of the show. Archimedes is part of the show. Mm -hmm. Boom will bring people on randomly. Uh, Steel was just on a couple weeks ago with us when he had a day off. Look, it's a fantastic time. 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 o'clock Central Time. Come, come over and listen. Uh, good time. All things Xbox, of course. Thursday nights, p.m. in the p.m. Pong and Mav in the p.m. Again, you like this two-man format? You like this bouncing back and forth? 
come check come check Mav and myself out again because uh, we do this kind of same thing. We'll pick one topic, two topics, maybe three, deep dive them for a couple hours. Uh, but again, we are just talking about what we love over there as well. Non-console centric on that show as well. So whatever comes up, we're going to talk about again, Xbox dominating the news cycle. Nothing we yeah. can do about that, right? <laughs> so so it is what it is. You're going to hear a lot of Xbox talk over there, but PM in the PM, Thursday night, 7 PM Eastern, six o'clock central time. Friday nights, Xbox Ultimate, also on Fun Speculations channel as well. Magnificent 7, always have great guests. We had Game Pass Dad on last night. Yep. Come check us out, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central Time. And then otherwise, episode 34 next week. If you are listening to this now, set those alarms, set those reminders, whatever you got to do, Steele and I will be right back right here. It's a golden age of gaming. There's a lot to talk about, so much going on. It's only going to get better and more and more and more. So play what you love. Love what you play. Do not let anybody tell you how to game or how you should game or that you're not a gamer, no matter what the case is. I don't care. I don't care. Don't let anybody do that. If you enjoy games, you love playing them as much as we do. You're a gamer, period. You can have an opinion. You can talk about whatever you want to talk about. So anyways, love you all, and I'll talk to you real soon. Steel, get us out of here, brother. Yo, much love, ladies and gentlemen. Love seeing y'all here week to week. Hopefully, we'll see you next week on episode 34. With that being said, We'll catch y'all next weekend on the Living Split Screen Morning Show. Y'all stay easy. May the guys while with y'all. And stay safe out there. Keep it live, raw, and uncut. And we'll catch y'all next time. Peace.